from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we're going to break down the Nindy World Showcase and, of course, talk about our times in the quarantine. This Friday, craft a ventilator at Animal Crossing New Horizons with your own custom pattern. A game's so nice, I'm buying it twice. to Nintendo Made Podcast, your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourself. We are here to bring you all the new news in the face of the apocalypse, as, we, as we've been doing for the past couple weeks. But uh, yeah, we are your hosts. I'm Trey Waggle-T Pallywhacker, or Timed Console Exclusive Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Left Behind Minecraft Edition, Mikowski. Uh, and I'm John, Knitter. My nickname is Silence. All right, we are all here, and we are going to start off the show like we normally do. Actually, you know what? Just because we're in the midst of this uh, apocalypse right now, and there's the coronavirus and all that, would you guys like to share uh, what, how you were coping in the in the middle of this ridiculousness? Sure. Right now? So as of today, today is the beginning of my quarantine. This is quarantine, quarantine day one. The uh, show that I was working working on has officially become uh, – it's in hiatus right now. So we have – I was supposed to work today, and it got canceled. So I'm kind of in limbo on that. So I'm officially out of work as of right now. Uh, how about you guys? Well, it's, it's in question as to whether I'm out of work or not. Uh, so yesterday, you know, I got uh, – uh, notice at the end of the day that the place where I work was in fact shutting down and that all of Orange County was shutting down. Um, so, okay. All right. We got, we all knew that was happening. Um, all right, cool. So this morning I wake up to a text that says, as a reminder, don't come into work today. Okay. That's you know, what I was going to do anyway. Uh, and then I got another text after I was just like, uh, you're looking up on, on insur- unemployment insurance and food stamps and all that, all that good stuff. They said, come on in tomorrow. Actually, we're open. I'm like, wait, what? I thought the whole of Orange County was shut down. How can my workplace alone be open? Uh, so on my own, I just did some research and figured out that there was a miscommunication in Orange County uh, where the order that went out on, what was it, Wednesday, or excuse me, today's Wednesday, uh, Tuesday evening. Happened, yeah. The order that went out was the order that's similarly going out around the country where restaurants and bars need to close. Um, And it was poorly written to where a bunch of businesses thought, oh, we're all shut down. So they actually ended up putting out an addendum to that order, clarifying 
that it's just the restaurants and bars. I would encourage anybody listening who lives or works in Orange County to go look it up themselves. Don't take my word exactly for what it is, but you can look it up on the Orange County website. Um, yeah, check that out so you know whether or not you are supposed to come into work. Mm. Crazy. Yeah, so you guys are not completely on lockdown then. That's what's happening, right? No. It's not like the 24-hour yeah, so curfew. like lockdown. Yeah, because I know San Francisco is on full is on like 24-hour curfew. So our, you know, mm-hmm. friend of the show, Janet, I know she's pretty much on house arrest as of right now, from what I heard. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, stuck at home. IGN. And she had just, uh, and, and uh, I, she had just like moved in with her boyfriend also. So that's going to be, it's an interesting time to be, yeah. you know, to have to be both at home. I mean, it's, you yeah. pretty, learn pretty quick how well you, uh, cope with each other. Thankfully, like Jess and I, we, um, we have like different, we have different alone times that we do. Like I stay up later than she does and she gets up earlier than I do. So we both have time to do our own thing it's good to have that in between. So, for sure. so that seems to work out pretty well for us. And it's, and, and, you know, if ever she wants to do something else, we can do always do separate things at the same time, but we're both, we're both very excited about the animal crossing coming out this week. Of course, it's a very nice light at the end of the tunnel of, uh, or I guess in the middle of the tunnel or the beginning of the tunnel. <laughs> for uh, for all of this, so we're looking forward to that. So you are so you are officially on the job still, John. Right? It's still still going, even yeah, though for, yeah, for tomorrow, I guess. And you're still. I mean, you're okay with taking pub- with public transportation and stuff and all that. Are they are they cleaning it? Apparently, the CTA is pretty clean now, from what I heard. But I have not like rode it. You know, that's what for I've a been while. hearing about the trains where I am too, or the buses. But yeah. I'm from a much smaller town, so yeah. that doesn't mean pathogens don't move as much, but there's probably less likelihood of the pathogens existing. Yeah. Long Beach and Orange County buses are, are cleaner than the Los Angeles buses, at least. So, that's nice. yeah, I mean, that, that's the way that I have to travel. And, you know, I don't have enough money that I can just not work indefinitely. So. Yeah. I'm like a lot of people. I feel very forced into this situation. Like I have to go to work. Yeah. It's really not fair. Like we really need, um, not to get, not to get too political on this, but we really, they really, there should be like a, there really should be like a bill rent freeze right now. Yeah. I saw the Bernie there. Yeah. Penalties at least have been waived. Yeah. Penalty fees rather. Yeah. But I mean, but if you're like, you know, say if you were like, I don't know. Like they shouldn't be able to like shut off your electricity or like heat or whatever. If that's something that was impending that you haven't paid yet or haven't been able to, cause you're expecting to make more money, you know, that, that should be something. And I, I feel like we should just get, should really just be rent free until they figure out this shit. Because a lot of people are just kind of, a lot of people are fairly paralyzed. Like, uh, that would be great. Yeah, except yeah. for the fact that I, I have to be somewhat empathetic that, the, the people that own these properties are, you know, people too. And like, sure. Unless they're getting this, their mortgages or whatever, or property taxes or whatever are being frozen that they have to pay in addition to. Yeah. Whatever fees right. they have to pay. Like I get it. Cause like I know for instance, my landlords, they, they own a few properties, but they're pretty small time. And um, mm-hmm. if they froze all their rent, that's their, in, that's their income. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know what I'm going to do about that. But well, so John, and you kind of explained it pretty well, what 
that's going on with you. Um, cause yeah, yeah. I'm I was going to talk a little bit about, so I work in the service industry. I'm a cook and I work at one of the most popular, if not the most popular restaurant in the town where I am. So, um, we're consistently busy. We're, we're a huge destination for out of towners, especially having the university of Illinois here, you know, one of the bigger schools in the state. And, um, and I can't stop itching the side of my eye, but I'm, I'm home by don't, myself. Don't touch your face. Don't I do can't it. help it. <laughs> um, so my job is carry out only, but it's not even like you can walk into the restaurant and get the food. Like you have to wait outside and we bring it to you. Like there can't be That's anyone inside of the restaurant except for the employees. They're on a bare bones staff to where it's probably going to be about maybe a quarter to a fifth of the normal amount of employees working and all the dishwashers have been laid off because they have no hours for anyone that washes dishes. So huh. that sucks seeing that. Like, luckily, I'm not a dishwasher. I'm one of the one of the main cooks. Yeah, so they have to keep you very being, protected in that job. But you still like, you know, all your friends are are in trouble. Well, I don't. Here's the thing: I don't know that I'm protected because you don't know. Yeah, because if there's only going to be one person working a shift, how does that work with other people? You know that. Need need the hours as well. Like we're probably going to have to divide the shifts up. So I'm going to be extreme part time. And even if I'm not, the amount of money I'm making is going to be a fraction of what I usually make because I work for tips. So anyway, it's just like it's crazy. And like I just reminding myself that I'm not the only one dealing with this. You know, like this is everybody. Oh no, each other. And I'm seeing all this stuff online for GoFundMe's and stuff. And and as much as I would love to help those people out, like. I need help too. Like, yeah, you know, sort of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go on me each other on everything. Yeah. That's it's pretty much. See. It's yeah. a rough thing to see, but the people that do have a little bit more money, you know, please get out there, you know, get some carry out food, tip your tip, tip, please. Because uh-huh. people are just making like a fraction of what they normally make. And there's some smaller bond pod joints that are going to be put out of business by this completely. Yeah. It's really, um, it's really going to cripple like this just business. I feel bad for, yeah, like there's, general, a, it seems there's like. The, a bar down the street from where I work called the Rose bowl. And it's a really historical uh, country bar. that has been open since like the forties and they recently got new ownership and it's people that are all, you know, our age or younger that bought it like three or four people bought it together and they've really turned that place around. You know, anytime you'd go in there before it was one of those kind of divey bars where, there might be two other people sitting at the bar, you know, at the same time you were, but now it's like most nights it's pretty full and they've got live music all the time. And even though they're a country themed bar, they don't play just, they don't just have country acts. You know, they've got all manner like punk and metal and everything else that comes through there. So they've really turned that place around and it's become an awesome like new venue. And just in the last year and a half, they've owned it. And then boom, they had to completely shut down. Yeah. They don't sell food. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Luckily, Illinois, or I don't know if it's a county thing or if it's a statewide thing, but we uh, so you can go to you can pull up to the, where I work and get a growler filled up with our draft beer. Now. Uh, so are, that's kind of cool. They're doing what they can to try to alleviate what people are going to lose, like as far as like product going bad and stuff. Yeah, but and I just don't know how sustainable it's going to be. And my boss basically said, you know, we're bleeding out right now. We're just yeah. trying to control the the, the rate of the blood tri- dripping out, so mm. to speak. So yeah. that's pretty much what's happening with my job. Otherwise, I have to take the bus as well, and it makes me really – like I had to take the bus yesterday. Yesterday was the primaries in Illinois, 
and I had to take the bus to a different uh, polling place because there weren't enough election judges. So I went. So I had to take like I had to spend a bunch of time on the bus yesterday, and I when I got back, I just you know maybe I was being a little hypo, hypochondriacal, but I like took all my clothes off, threw them in the washing machine, and took a shower, and just was kind of like I am not. Oh yeah, going outside again until I have to. Yeah, right. It's terrible. And I sterilized like everything. That I <laughs> sure. And you burned that it they all. Didn't, that they didn't delay the primaries. Uh, yeah, well. Why? It reeked like, of voter suppression, why? but. Yep. Yes. But I'm in a democratic state. Like, we're always blue. So it's like, it wasn't like. The voter suppression was just like a generalized thing, if, if mm. anything. It was just like, let's just minimize the projection of like, polls. All they had to do, though, I mean, was like. Say okay, let's set it back three weeks, and we'll mail everybody. We're doing mail in only. Yeah. And why they didn't do that, I just have no earthly idea. Other than that, they're just kind of like, all right, things are swinging in one way, and they're just going with it. So I I have to wonder if it was the other way, would it be the same case? So my uh, my partner actually worked as an election judge yesterday, and she was on site for like 14 hours, 14 and a half hours, you know, it's, it's a grueling job. They don't really pay you that much either. Um, but thanks, you know, thanks to people like her still manning the stations, like people were able to vote yesterday. And in fact, she's the one who helped me find my polling place. So, you know, shout out Shauna for just being badass in that way. But, uh, she was like, you know, like, think about it this way. Like if they, if they had to lay the primary and this, this virus spreads the way they're saying it's going to, who knows how many people would have been incapacitated in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. There may have been even less votes. Yeah. So that may not be the only counterpoint worth visiting, but I thought that was mm-hmm. a pretty, a pretty, mm-hmm. you know, it's something fair. worth considering at least because, um, you know, I know that I still made it out to vote yesterday and I saw there was a significant line where I went and, and it seemed like they had things under control as far as sanitizing things and everybody was practicing social distancing and so even on the street I was walking back, like people were like crossing the street to get on the opposite sidewalk or like, well, I mean, it's, it's good to see that the general population seems to be, at least from what I've seen, adhering to all the guidelines for, for that kind of thing when you're out in public. So that's my town and who knows? I mean, this has been progressing so quickly. We were just kind of joking last week on the podcast about like doomsday back catalog and all this stuff kind of mm-hmm. like, being a little flippant with it and now it's just like so much more somber like holy crap yeah. seven days later like holy shit mm. yeah i'm someone who believes you can make jokes about anything i'm very hesitant to make it you can do it in the right way if you're joking about you know how certain politicians have handled the virus or whatever cool but i'm just so hesitant to even apply humor to it because i think that could come off mistakenly as being flippant. Yeah. Well, I kind of did at the top of the show, but <laughs> I just called that was also yeah. just kind of, you know, that was kind of also a remark right. of the fact that we lack ventilators and we need to make more. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a bit and of I'm a not joke saying that I haven't been flippant or used humor myself and stuff. It's just, I find myself stopping myself sometimes and not saying certain things sometimes. And yeah, I've, I've just been referring to it as the apocalypse and I stand by that. So there you go. <laughs> It's the closest that I've felt to experiencing the apocalypse. I mean, yeah. what, maybe the feeling of like 
after 9-11 happened. That was a pretty yes. like, yeah. that was a pretty strange feeling. And this isn't the same feeling at all, but it's, I feel that's more, the I most mean, I told com- comparable it's feeling. The closest I could. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I feel much, I, I feel much more scared now than I did at 9-11. I mean, that's, uh, this is, I, because this is like everywhere and it lives for yeah. like weeks. It has um, a, it's a lot more impact on sinister. On, yeah. Because yeah. who knows where it is and what's happening? I mean, I guess that was sort of the way some people were with terrorism in the wake of nine eleven, but still, this is something, something completely different. Yeah, but uh, I think uh, <laughs> that's enough about. I don't want to get too depressing on here. On yeah, this, maybe on this you know, maybe episode we'll, like put a timestamp in the description so you can just skip all the Corona stuff if you don't want to hear. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can do that. All right, well, let's get to let's get to the stuff that we've been playing and stuff that we bought and all that shit. So yeah, uh, this is of course as we mentioned before, this is the week of Animal Crossing. So I officially bought and preloaded Animal Crossing onto the Switch. It is sitting on my system right now, so I took care of that. Did you guys do that as well? I know Jeremy did. I did. I did. It's on my Switch officially. Now well, I can get into since you asked. I can get into a little bit about my story on that. Sure. At the top, I said, a game's so nice, I, I'm buying it twice. Yeah. Well, the other day, it was a couple of days ago, maybe it was Friday, I think, I went to GameStop to pre-order it. And shortly after I left the store, I just kind of had a moment of realization. Like, I shouldn't have gone in the store. Yeah. Like, was it a necessary thing? Yeah. I, I just didn't think about it. You know, I, I said again and again that I want the physical version i thought you said i didn't really yeah i thought you said, i thought you said previously that you wanted the digital version because it was going to be something that you that you play every about day. It. yeah i thought about it. i said that but i, th- I said I think, I think i'm gonna go with the physical hmm. but without even really thinking about it i went to gamestop and reserved it when i came out i was like i shouldn't have done that and so in the meantime i'd been well what do i do do i go and you know ask for if i can't go to the store again because then i'd be going to the store again for another reason mm-hmm. for, for another unnecessary reason um i tried calling them yesterday i said can i get a refund over the phone and they said i didn't expect that to happen but but um i'd give it a try and no i can't can't do that but they did say for anybody else who's in this situation gamestop they will offer a cash refund for up to two months after two months, it turns into store credit. Okay. So I'm going to buy it again, and I'm going to buy it digitally. Mm-hmm. I think it's the better way anyway. Okay. So they can't, they couldn't refund you over the phone, is what you're saying? Not over the phone. Okay. So, yeah. But they, um, yeah, they just, uh, okay. So, you're, yeah, you're just going to wait and just. So I think, yeah. I think seeing the, a lot, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter posting about orders being delayed and stuff. Obviously, that's going to happen with the mail system and just yeah. different delivery services. So getting, and oh, also to. GameStop's not having like the midnight release or whatever. Yeah, I was yeah. I was afraid they wouldn't even be open at all, like on Friday. I don't know. So I know you really like? like I think you're really making the right decision to do it digital because you might have to wait a, quite a while to play a physical version at this point. Plus, if you get it yeah. digital, you can play it at nine o'clock p.m. Uh, California time. Yeah, that's tomorrow true. night. So, well, Thursday night. So you'll get you get a jump on it. I mean, I'm a, I'm planning on playing it. We're all gonna. Jess and I are gonna play it together at eleven. You know, she has it. And another another cool thing for anybody who got it digitally, you can actually. I mean, this will be just for you and anybody who's watching it live because by the time it's already 
it'll it'll all be released by the time this is I'm done with this, or by the time this is posted. But you can actually download the day one patch right now, so you won't have to do it when it launches. So that's cool. All you all you have to do if you want to know how to do that, if you don't know how to do it yet, you just highlight the icon and then you press start and go to uh, update software, and it'll automatically do it. That's how you, you can do that for any game. If like you're wondering if there's like an update for whatever, if you're waiting for an update for a game, you can just hit the plus sign, hit the plus button on it, go to uh, update, and it'll just automatically start updating whatever new version there is, if there is one. So that's how you do that. That was how I had to do it for The Witcher Three originally. Yeah, so you when can that do first it. Big update file happened. Yeah, so you can so you can do it like without you know. Yeah, The Witcher one you actually had to do that most of the time. It'll update it whenever you start it. Like it'll say that the game has an update, but I guess the Witcher one you had to do it manually. But yeah, if you want to, well, if you want Animal Crossing to be ready to go, you can do that right now off of the menu, which I just did it right now, and it took me like less than a minute. So it's not that big I'm doing of a it right now myself. It's not that big of an update, but it's uh, that's how you do that. Well, cool. So we all have Animal Crossing, um, so that'll be fun. It may be the only way we're able to hang out with each other. Yeah, for a while. It's playing Animal Crossing together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. I've, I've officially canceled any plans to go to Chicago in April because I was still oh, going to yeah. maybe try to go up and hang out with, with you guys. And, yeah. And now it's just like it doesn't seem like the right thing to do, especially riding the train. Especially the train, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a, news, that, that's a news thing, but we can talk about it now. I don't think we officially said it yet because it wasn't le- last week, but wasn't the yet. Midwest yeah. Gaming Classic is officially canceled due yeah. to coronavirus. And I guess you know you know more about this, right, John? There was like some sort of controversy with it because of uh, right. Well, because because if they wouldn't have gotten all the ticket sales that they were planning on getting, they wouldn't have enough money to have it next year. So it kind of would have like ruined it. So because it was, it wasn't ca- an official order from the state of Wisconsin to shut down. Yeah, and so because of that, they they were at risk of of basically. They didn't. They wouldn't have the protections that 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 would offer, and they would have to shut down the whole organization. And so, Midwest Gaming Classic posted basically a plea to everybody on Facebook, saying, "Hey, can you contact the governor for us and uh, beg him to officially shut us down so that we don't go bankrupt and disappear forever?" And so they did that, and within a couple hours, they actually did get the official word that it was. Ordered canceled from the state, so Midwest Gaming Classic lives on another year. Yeah. So and and Jeremy and I we we talked about this off mic last night, you know, before uh, before recording. But so I've we've already you already bought your ticket, right, Jeremy? Oh, not only did I buy my ticket, I uh, had bought my train ticket and everything. So yeah. So short of paying you for the hotel, I had paid for everything oh yeah crap i gotta cancel yeah. the hotel well it's won't they won't charge us until the day before so it's not that big of a deal but i still need to call them and, and cancel it but uh but as far as like the video the very important gamer pass that we got um we were going we were going over this last night off mic but you can like i guess you can still get some of the stuff that was supposed to come like the extra stuff right like depending oh, on what you, you choose you yeah. want to do with the, the ticket. cartridge with your name on it yeah and like the game the playable badge or whatever yeah, it seems to be that you can get your refund in a lot of different ways. For one, they're just like, please, you know, if you're planning on coming next year and you can afford it, let us keep the money because it'll help us next year setting the show up. I originally wanted to do that. I don't know if I can anymore, but um, 
then they were saying like, well, you can, if you really need the money, they can, um, expedite getting it to you a little quicker, mm-hmm. I guess. But they're hoping mm-hmm. that people like, you know, first come first serve kind of like, or need based get their refunds. But they've decided that if you want to turn your, the money you've paid into merch, you can do that. Well, who knows when they'll actually be able to send it. Yeah. Or, uh, you could get what you were going to get as your uh, swag bag. You could have that shipped to you. And then if you wanted a swag bag next year, as part of your package, you would need to pay a little extra to like get that. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about doing is just like getting the, getting the swag bag and paying more. I think I would like to do that because it'll be like, you know, a little consolation of not having been able to go, but at least it'll be a little piece of the Midwest gaming classic. What would have been. Yeah. You'll have a little bit of, have a little bit of something in there. So that's what I plan on doing. I don't know when it's going to be, uh, we're going to be able to actually do that, but yeah, it's super sad, but not at all surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's officially done. Uh, unfortunately, we can't do that, which sucks because uh, I mean, for one, like we would have been able to see each other in person, mm-hmm. and also I'm going to miss seeing like uh, Bob and Bob and Jeremy from uh, Retronauts, and and of course uh, Nathan uh, as well. You know, from yeah, uh, from memory, and- from memory machine, and the yeah, other people that we know. That we always see every year, and uh, yeah, it'll, it's really a shame to not. And like, uh, you know, I don't know when I'll see Kevin again. I mean, I, I figured we should probably have Kevin on the show at some point because we he, he's probably really struggling too because his entire yep. business is based around like gatherings. Yeah. I know he's, I know he's been doing like virtual, like virtual Switch meetups online, which is kind of cool. Yeah. They did like a, they did like a Mario Kart thing, but you know, I didn't have Mar, I don't have Mario Kart, so I couldn't join. He's doing a, I think a Jackbox thing tomorrow but i'll be working yeah hopefully. well i don't know yeah well i'll be playing animal crossing so well at night i don't know we'll see I'll, I'll probably be working on this episode but yeah that's that's what's going on with that it's it's officially done so sad tears but aside from that uh what else have i been playing um so since it's a since the quarantine the uh, the official quarantine started for uh for jess last week She's uh she actually has stopped working since Wednesday. Wednesday was the last day that she worked and theaters in general have been shut down because of this thing, which sucks. I feel like live entertainment in itself is taking a huge fucking hit, like from all this stuff. So yeah, so she's been at home. So we've been I you know, I've been like we've been playing games, you know, cuz you know, what for whenever we have time. So on the quarantine list, we played uh we've mostly been playing uh what was it? We mostly been playing Wii Sports Resort actually. I broke I broke that baby out again and we've been playing it on the Wii U on the TV and it's pretty cool. We played, you know, we've been playing golf and uh bowling and um we played a little bit of frisbee, frisbee golf today too, which uh she wasn't a fan of frisbee golf, but but yeah, so we've been playing that. She's much better at golfing than I am and uh and I and I'm better at uh bowling on that one. But yeah, no, it's uh, it still works really well. You know, I play with them. We've been playing with the Motion Plus and all that stuff. Uh, we also played, we played a little bit of the ten pin bowling. We played some of that, and then we wanted to, you know, she wanted to play golf, so I went ahead and so we did the Wii Sports Resort. But I really wanted to play uh, Super Monkey Ball bowling, but sadly, I found out that the HDMI converter box that I bought is not working already. So. That sucks. I that only sucks. I only used it like maybe three times, and now it's not working. So it's like fuck. It still comes on. There's still a light on. It's just not. 
It's but the Wii's just not booting up, and I tried switching. I tried swapping Wii's and putting a different one on there, and it still didn't do it. So, so it's got to be the box. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of that isn't that isn't working. So, it sucks because I wanted to play. I want to play Super Monkey Ball Bowling on the TV because bowling is still great on that. Which I did actually. I did actually play some of it by myself just to try it again. The the one from Super Monkey Ball One, I played the bowling on there, and uh, it's still great. It's it's still really good because I was playing. Uh, I don't know because of like my own, you know, confusion and depression about uh, this whole coronavirus thing. I decided that I was going to play. Uh, I did some Nintendo stuff for a while. I played. I played my PlayStation Four and I played Yakuza Zero for a while. And let me tell you, John. Like I watched Donkey's video of Shenmue Three, yeah. where he was like playing some of that. Mm-hmm. And man, Shenmue Three is not looks nothing like Yakuza. Yakuza is like. A thousand times better looking than that kid than those games. Like it's, yeah, I, I have to say that the Shenmue Three. I I've not played it. I've only seen the videos that everybody else it has looks, seen. It looks it, bad. It looks a little <laughs> bit underwhelming to me visually. It, it looks really bad, and it's. It, and I, I watched you know like loads when you like move like one chair, and it's like okay. And then I and then I also I, think they yeah. don't have the full backing of of Sega. You know, it started as a, a Kickstarter project, sure, and that Sega's. Yakuza is a Sega game. Yeah. So there's that. That's true. I mean, but oh, but the Shen Shenmue is like not an official Sega release. I don't even get that impression. I mean, yeah. they use Kickstarter. Right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they did. Well, it's um well, yeah, the Yakuza games were never really that popular here until Zero. I felt like Zero was mm-hmm. the one that like really broke the ice with everybody and people actually finally started playing it. But regardless, I wanted to uh, I wanted to disappear to another land, so I went and played Yakuza Zero, and and there's bowling in there, of course, because the guy who d- did Monkey Ball also did Yakuza, so so it was like uh, so I played some bowling on there, and I was like, man, this makes me want to play Super Monkey Ball bowling, and then I did, and thankfully my my uh, memory card, which is kind of corrupted, it was it works for some games, but it was able to work for that, so I could still play bowling. So yeah, but it's a shame that I can't that the box doesn't work and I can't play it on the TV. So, oh well. Oh, and and another Nintendo thing that I just have to mention, I think it's pretty funny. But uh so I was like I I was like uh I was at work waiting for Jess to come pick me up and I just randomly checked my phone on Twitter and Tony Hawk uh put his his number on Twitter and said like if anybody texts him then they'll, you know, he'll pick a random person to get a free skateboard. So I randomly I text Tony Hawk <laughs> from off a number from Twitter and it was just so it was just so random. I gave that a try as well. And uh yeah, we went you go through this whole thing where like he added me on his contacts so now I can so now he could text me back or whatever. And now I have his information on my phone. It's weird. But uh yeah, I guess he saw himself tra- trending on Twitter and he just said like, "Oh hey, I'm I'm okay." Uh Here's my here's my number. Text me, and I'll you know I'll pick a random person to get a skateboard. So I texted him, and I said, uh, "This is my text." I said, "Hey Tony, you rule. I would love to play one of your skating games on on Switch. I'm glad you're okay." That was my text message to Tony Hawk. Let's see what I said to him. I said something a little sillier because that's me. I said, "You're my favorite skating type roller man. Please choose me." <laughs> 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 nice. Nice. He said, "What up? It's Tony. This is just an auto text." Oh, wait, that wasn't him. Yeah, I got the same thing. But no, it was just it was just cool. To, it, it reminds me of that time when Jeremy called Tom Green. 
but you actually like talked to him on the phone. I did. For oh, you called Tom Green. He did. I talked yeah, to him for maybe thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. He did a thing where he threw his uh, because back then you know it was before. I mean, social media was a thing, but it was mostly it wasn't as like, big. Yeah, MySpace, I think, at that point. And he was on. Um, he had his own website, which I think he still does. But mm-hmm. he was like doing his own like streaming. Uh, I remember that TV show. Yeah out of his living room and uh, he was like, here's my phone number. And I just happened to be watching at the time and I copied his phone number down and it took three or four days of trying a lot. But one night I got through to him and I couldn't think of what to say. So I was talking to him about pandas randomly. <laughs> and then he told me, then he told me that uh, he used to have a panda blanket when he was a kid that he really liked. There you go. Oh, nice. And that's what we talked about for, yeah, maybe 30 seconds tops. He's like, well, I got to go now. <laughs> well, nice talking to you. Thanks for calling. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Thanks for the panda info. <laughs> yeah. Such, this, this is the kind of panda that we wanted. Yeah. Sorry. Crash joke. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so I did that. That's uh, as far as our Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk news for the week right there. Um, I pre-ordered a record. Outrun, the soundtrack to, to Outrun is on record now. So I pre-ordered that. Who knows when that's going to get here, especially with all the coronavirus stuff. Most most of the time when I pre-ordered a record, I expect that it'll be here whenever it gets here. About uh, 30 minutes ago, uh, Oak Park, Illinois issued a shelter-in-place order. So it's the first oh. town in Illinois to go in complete lockdown. Okay. Oh. So that's that's a thing here now, too. Well, if you guys are doing it, I'm really surprised Chicago isn't doing it. But we'll... Oak Park? We yeah, will find out. Close to Chicago. No, I mean, like, in Illinois. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, if, if Oak Park's doing it, then I think Chicago would do it. But, yeah, so I, I pre-ordered I pre-ordered a record. It was, like, uh, 30 bucks total with shipping. So that'll be cool whenever it gets here. I don't know when it's going to get here, but I bought another record, so I'm happy about that. And it's Outrun, you know, which I've talked way too much about on the show. So I won't talk anymore. But um, what else? Uh, I So my nickname, the uh, Waggle... <laughs> Waggleton T. Pallywhacker <laughs> came from uh, Bulletstorm, which I'm still playing, which you missed You missed out on that last week, John. But, uh, yeah, that's giving you some good nicknames. Uh, yeah, no, Bulletstorm's hilarious. I, I like that game a lot. It's uh, It was on sale for $15. It's 30 regular. Uh, Bulletstorm is basically like, it's like a super over-the-top first-person shooter. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Doom, but like more with more crazier stuff you can do. And uh, you get you get points for killing people in interesting ways, and you use points to like upgrade your guns and stuff like that. But the one the version that's on Switch is the uh, is the Duke Nukem edition, so you can play through the whole game as Duke Nukem, which I've been doing. And there's a part in the game where you get a giant robot dinosaur that you can basically point at people, and it'll like either shoot guns at them or it'll just like run over them. There's like two different buttons to do that. And uh, when you when you lose. At, you know, spoilers, but you lose you lose your robot. Of course, you don't. You have it only for one level. It like ends up falling down in a hole or something and getting broken. And and then Duke is like, he's like, oh man, I I even named him. His name was Waggleton T. Pallywhacker. <laughs> and I and I la- and I laughed out loud when that happened. So I wrote it down. And I was like, that has to be in my nickname. <laughs> I've actually laughed out loud a few times on that game just because it's funny and stupid and it's what was the nickname fun. it gave you last week uh something about your dick falling off oh yeah you scared the dick off me <laughs> that was yeah. uh that was what yeah what duke said you scared the dick off me you know and the imagine that's the duke voice saying that but no it's it's a lot of fun it's and i still super recommend it it's it's a great game i'd like to play through i don't know now that i now that i have some time on my hands 
I have a lot of good uh I have a lot of good first person shooters to play. You know, uh, speaking of that, I started playing Turok 2 again because I was whenever I edit this podcast, I like to have a game, you know, I like to play a game that I while I'm doing it kind of like a something that's like not too you know, not not too involving and something I obviously don't need to hear the music to because I'm listening to the podcast as I'm playing it. And I started playing Turok 2 again, and I got through – when I got through, like, level 3, I skipped level 4 by accident because I didn't know where I was going. And now I'm almost done with level 5, so I have to go back and beat level 4 whenever I'm done with that. And then I'll – and then level 6, I think, is the final level. But So I'm kind of getting kind of close towards the ending. But, yeah, I've, I got a bunch of new weapons on there. The game's still a lot of fun, so – it's nice for me to jump back into it, and I didn't, and I haven't gotten lost lately, so, so it's been it's been pretty smooth sailing for me, but but the uh, or pretty soon pretty smooth uh, dinosaur killing. I get to put two dinosaur things in, in one in one in a, <laughs> one episode here, but um, but the big the big buy for me this year this week aside from uh, of course Animal Crossing and you know Doom sixty four whenever that comes out, which is not you can't preload it yet. It's only on the uh, coming soon stuff unfortunately otherwise i would preload it but aside from that the big game that i got was uh this game called this strange realm of mine and it's basically it looks like a you know like wolfenstein 3d or like blake stone if you remember that like an old school uh you know like sprite uh, sprite type uh first person shooter and it's really cool and weird and i'm enjoying it so far it's a it, it looks like it looks like Wolfenstein, but but you can aim in it, so you can aim up and down. You can also run, you can also reload, which was crazy because you didn't do that in those. But it's just like a very it's just like a very quirky, weird uh, first person shooter. I've been killing like a, a lot of rat people lately in the game, but I took a bunch of pictures. If you check out my Twitter, uh, Nintendo underscore domain, you can see some of the funny stuff I found on the walls, like. There was like somebody at one part. It's written on the wall. It says like I love the smell of cocaine, and there was like another one that just says "gur" with like thirty R's, and then at the very end of it, it says "okay?" Question <laughs> mark. Like somebody responded to it. They have a bunch of stuff where stuff is written on the wall, and then somebody like crosses out and writes next to it, and that's pretty hilarious. There's like one. There's like one where it says like "doom" and "m" and the "m" is on a door, and somebody wrote next to it, "dude, why did you write an M on my door?" It's just. <laughs> It's a stupid, quirky game, and it was only ten bucks, so I I felt that it was totally worth it. But yeah, no, that's what I've been playing. But been playing lately, I think it's pretty cool. One thing I thought was really funny is uh, I was trying to figure out how to invert the invert the aiming, you know, because uh, controversially, I like the I like the inverted aiming. And once I found it, it said uh, it had two ways to do it. It says it says Y axis false or true, and true is the inverted aiming, and twelve and and false is the non inverted aiming. So. I like that little joke that they put in there about how it's the true way, the true way to do it. Unless, even though it's still by default not inverted, so whatever. But no, it's it's a cool it's a cool weird ass little game. If you like uh, if you like old school, you know, PC first person shooters, like it reminded me of Blakestone, which Blakestone was a really cool game, which was pre. It was a sci fi shooter that was before Wolfenstein. Which well, I played, which I played when I was in high school, and really enjoyed. So it reminded me of that type of thing. But it's not really like Blakestone. Blakestone was on a spaceship with aliens and stuff. This is kind of more of a trippy, weird first-person shooter. But I like these. I like the throwback ones that look like that have like the older pixel graphics and all that. But it's still super smooth and it looks pretty good. So I highly recommend it if anybody wants a weird, a weird uh, shooter. I was trying to figure out. I, I don't think I can. 
I, I couldn't find the the developer on Twitter, but I thought about like trying to drop him a line if I could get a hold of them, see if maybe they'd come on the show. But yeah, no, that's what I've been playing for the most part. I played Tetris ninety nine a little bit with Jeremy last night. Um, I played uh, by myself like a, a couple days ago, and I actually made it into the top ten. I think it was. I was either like sixth or fifth or something like that. I don't remember what the actual place was, but I got really far and I actually thought I, I was like, man, I might, I might win, but I did not win. But yeah. Oh, and of course I've been playing Final Fantasy V still on my Game Boy Advance when I have time at work, but I haven't really, haven't really progressed that much. I got to the map, but that game's cool. It's, it's still enjoyable, even though with all my time of the, uh, with all my time in Dragon Quest, I feel like Final Fantasy games are a little bit light, or a little bit light on the strategy compared to them. That's how I feel. So that makes me like the uh, like that even more. So, but yeah, that's my stuff. Well, cool. Uh, speaking of Dragon Quest, I'm still playing Dragon Quest three. Actually, just got past a cave where I was stuck. Um, basically, like just had to grind a bunch. That's the name of Dragon Quest the thing I keep saying all the time, but uh. Bought all the best equipment I could possibly have, and the cave was a breeze after that. So I feel like I'm making some progress in it, and I like the party that I chose. They seem to be doing well for me so far. Um, so yeah, Dragon Quest Three. Uh, already mentioned I preloaded Animal Crossing. I keep randomly trying to open it, just hoping somehow magically they'll <laughs> release it early because the internet is demanding it. There's even like a it wasn't like uh, it was something like the Hard Times or the Onion. There's a different satire website that actually had an article today that was saying that the World Health Organization is asking Nintendo to release <laughs> Animal Crossing early to <laughs> minimize social or to maximize social distancing. So definitely, this one's probably going to be the most mainstream of the Animal Crossings. I think. Yeah, I think it's probably going to end up being the biggest one, and it's going to be the one that cements it as like a a juggernaut franchise. Yeah. I mean, it already kind of is, but well, it's already, I mean, it's already in the top five for the, yeah. uh, for the purchases, the online purchases. So yeah, it's already there. So people, this, are, this is going to be like with the timing of it when it's released. I mean, it's just going to be, everybody's going to be home. Gonna be yeah. Everybody's going to be stuck at home and they really want to live in a virtual place where everybody's nice to each other. Yeah. And you can actually <laughs> hang out and not get sick. And you yeah. don't have a president who calls the disease a hoax, you know. So, or uh, or like <laughs> makes it a, makes it a racist virus somehow. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> yeah, idiot. Yep, definitely got some feelings about this whole thing, but uh, whatever. Animal Crossing's preloaded. I can't wait to jump into it. Um, in the meantime, I've been playing a lot more Minecraft, and I talked about that last week a little bit. But Minecraft's been sort of like a, a salve that I've been applying or, you know, a nice bomb that I've been applying to mm. this anxiety that I have because I'm feeling that same anxiety that a lot of y'all out there are feeling. And I feel lucky that I'm not, that I don't have any immune disorders or any sort of respiratory disorders. Otherwise who knows how I would feel, but Minecraft's been chilling me the fuck out. And I'm just like That's spending good. most of my time just customizing where I, you know, I started a new, a new file and I'm like, just carving out the side of a mountain and making a really nice uh, like greenhouse style uh, uh, domicile where I can look up and see the stars through the, the glass roof and I'm, I'm growing plants inside and I'm just sort of like creating a, a Minecraft um, little Minecraft panic room but it's covered mm. in glass and I can just look at the outside world through the, all the glass dome around me and do all my farming and stuff from the inside and so 
it's been kind of fun. Um, I go outside once in a while in Minecraft, but I just I tend to say, to stay indoors. Like I went around, I found all the villages that were near my where I built my house, and I raided all their supplies. I took everything, and uh, so screw them. I, I got it all inside my house now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Minecraft's been a blessing this week. Uh, played some more Murder by Numbers. Uh, I really like the. Oh yeah, I forgot about that game. <laughs> I really like the uh, the hints, like. I've been trying not to use them, but the other day I did use them and they did, they are very helpful and I don't think they give you too much information. So the hints do help a lot. I encourage turning them on. You just hit the L or the R button to like cycle them on and off. And it'll basically just show you like what row you should focus on. Yeah. Cause there's something you can infer about the placement of, uh, of, of what blocks are filled in. So murder by numbers, still playing it. Um, I basically have started solving the second case now I, I had started it last week and it's been slow going because the puzzles are a lot harder but definitely into the thick of like the mystery of the second one now so still love it um the writing's hilarious the characters are mostly insufferable but there's a couple that are pretty funny and tetris 99 still playing that with my partner and with trey as well and by myself so yeah i didn't that game's the state that game's still getting its uh its screen time i haven't I didn't finish in the top 10 this week. I think the best place I got was 12, but I, I was doing pretty good. Yeah, I, I played, I played terrible last night when we played, but I was, I was pretty drunk. So yeah. I was, <laughs> I wasn't playing too, too hot, but yeah, no, it's still, it's still fun. Of course. I don't think it's ever going to lose its funness. When I've been traveling around on the bus, I've been trying to minimize what I carry with me. Cause it's just a lot less to worry about trying to sanitize or whatever later. And so I've just been carrying my 3ds with me and not bringing my backpack with my switch and everything, you know, now it's, not just an issue of like convenience, but it's just seems more sanitary to just have the 3DS. So I've been playing a lot of Mario 3 and a lot of my virtual console stuff and just sort of like trying to enjoy it. I not didn't play any Dragon Quest 8 this week. I just I just focused on the uh, the virtual console games and I think I'm gonna just I think I'm gonna boot up Oracle of Ages and try to try, try to get to, through that. Tr- to make some progress in that. Yeah. Because I've got both those games and they look beautiful on the 3DS and I have no idea why. I've never played them. I downloaded them years ago. They were on sale, I believe. I think I, they were like two or three bucks. Because they're only like f- five bucks full price anyway, or six, I think. But they were on sale, so I've got them. So, And having played Link's Awakening recently is also like they're sort of the spiritual sequels to that game. That should be interesting. Yeah, I've never played those games either. Super cheap on the 3DS. Yeah, they're Unless like five bucks or something, right? You should try to get one. Yeah. In these trying times, uh, Resident Evil Four. Trey, uh, it sent me a message. Uh, yeah, I did. over the week saying this would be a great game to play in a, in a kind of apocalyptic scenario, and he's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> Resident Evil, great, great. Luckily, for that's more about like um, it's sort of a virus, but it's less of a virus and more of like a parasite that's causing everything. But uh, definitely, uh, definitely a post-apocalyptic style game, like where you are and you're you're at the epicenter of this the Las Plagas and they're trying to spread it through the world through the president's daughter and stuff. So, um, yeah, I've made a little bit of progress in that. It's been slow going, but I finally got to the part where you're just Ashley running around for a little bit. And I forgot how nerve wracking that part is. Mm. All right. At one point you're getting chased by all these like suits of armor and you're like, you you don't have any weapons. So you're just like trying to get away. You have to run like towards them as they're swiping at you. And, and then you've got to do these quick time events to avoid getting decapitated, but got past that part. So 
not a lot's happened. Lewis just died. That was gruesome. I forgot how gruesome that scene was. And then uh, I forgot about Lewis. Yeah, and then I saved Ashley, and then she met back up with me. So now I'm, I think I'm on my way to go fight Salazar pretty soon. That'll be the next boss I fight. The little Napoleon-looking guy. Yeah, I remember that part. Yeah, um, that I've got a rocket launcher, and I always use a rocket launcher on him. He's the one boss that I hardly ever actually fight. I just weaken him to the point where he pops out, and then I shoot him with the rocket launcher. So I'll be doing that again. Uh, and then uh, otherwise, dreams. I've been playing dreams a little bit, but once again, just like surfing it like I would uh, uh, Mario Maker, you know, just kind of seeing what's new on it. Trying to see what kind of topical stuff's on there. Of course, there's been a lot of things about current situations in the world. And then one thing that I've noticed, like, and if you watch the donkey, the second donkey video about dreams, you'll see a lot of it too. But like one of the trending things on there, and someone started it, it's it's Wario committing suicide in different ways. And it's all oh. super cartoony and dumb, but it's like Wario drives into a nuclear power plant is one of them. And mm. It's like one of the first ones. Oh, yeah, I have seen that on YouTube. And then there's like That's one where Wario drives off a cliff. There's one where Wario like hangs himself. And then there's one. There was a variation of it where Wario is happy. So it looks like he's going to hang himself. And at the end, he's just smiling. And the noose is just dangling uh, unused. So there's just some weird ass shit. And then the other thing is like the, the baby from Ice Age, which I've never seen Ice Age. <laughs> but it's called the Ice Age Baby, and there's a ton of different things that are about kill the Ice Age Baby or escape the Ice Age Baby. Mm. And uh, people have just used that model of that character to where either you have to like hit it with a hammer in one of them, one of them it's chasing you, and it's got like crazy like zombie body, and it's trying to kill you, but it's still got that normal Ice Age head. So there's some weird shit on Dreams, but I love it, and definitely worth the price of entry, I still think, um, if you just want to laugh at the weird shit that people come up with when they're given like that sort of a tool set. Let me ask so, you something about this. So when people use somebody else's assets, how does that work out? Like you just take it. You just. I, mean, they, take I think it, they have. To, I think they have to choose to share the assets. Hmm. But what what it does is, if you end up making a game that has an asset from somebody else in it, there's like hmm. um, I don't know if it'd be like a watermark or whatever you call it, but it's built into whatever the model is, and it gives them credit for the level too. So it'll be like oh, this really level's cool. by you know, the main user plus this person, plus this person, if you've used other people's things, it's so it's, it's like, as though it's like making its own citations as it goes. So the, each item is tagged with the yeah. creator's name. And then the, so just the would general, it say like what they did is specify that, or is it more general? Like I think name? it does. If you like dig into like the description, mm. but, but it, but it says the title, like in the title, it'll be like, you know, kill ice age baby made by the main user. And then like, blah, 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 blah. And it doesn't really say what, but, all their assets they use are credited, at least in that regard. That's cool. But dreams, I'm, dreams, Animal Crossing, Minecraft, maybe even might even open up a new Stardew Valley farm. I mean, this oh, is no. the kind of shit that no. I want to play right now. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are in the same boat. So, Some, uh, you know, a little, comfort, a little Resident Evil yeah. Four, a little Murder by Numbers to like comfort food. Yeah, to take the edge off and to to see a little bit of gristle and murder. But I'd rather just be happy and make other people happy in the virtual space. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Animal crossing is going to be, like you said, it's going to be a real nice relief for everyone. You can actually hang but, out at a place where everybody's cool. I'm going to go ahead and say Minecraft for my pick of the week. Um, yeah. It's still, it's still going and it's changed so much since the last time I played it. Like there's a lot to learn. Like there's all these new machines and stuff that I have no idea what they do and these new like mobs and shit. So 
Yeah, it's, the, just a, it's a game that keeps on giving. So and the, it keeps looking better and better every time they update it. Yeah. So the so all the updates is like a lot of stuff. I know we've talked about it before, but yeah, it's, I just I've completely yeah. lost track of every time I boot it up. It's just it's almost like a different game. Yeah. What What is your hour count on Minecraft now? Have you have you have you well, looked? So, so that's a tricky it? one because if you remember, there were two different Minecrafts. Oh yeah. Because originally it was just Minecraft for Nintendo Switch, and that one I had put. I think around 30 hours into and I haven't deleted it yet because I don't know if I'll ever be able to get it back. Well, on, on your, uh, on your profile, it says 55 hours or more, but a lot of times that is, you've actually put in more than that. Right. So that's, that's the Minecraft, the newest version of Minecraft, but then the Minecraft that I played before was like another, at least 30 hours that I put into it. And that was Minecraft for the Nintendo switch, which that was the title of it. So Mm. Um, so freaking weird that there's two different versions, and I remember that just blowing my mind that first night when the download happened, but um, or rather when the update happened. But that's uh, it's a game that I, I be, between the two of them, yeah, it's approaching probably my top five or six games that I've played on it, and who knows how many hours I put into it on other consoles and on the PC, especially over the years. So Minecraft is just. It's a good place to go for the time being until Animal Crossing shows up. Yeah. Maybe I can mention one of the, if you're, was that the last thing you were going to mention, Jeremy? Yes. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I bought Animal Crossing twice, but in addition to that, uh, I bought another game, uh, Saboteur, as well as its sequel, Saboteur 2. Um, I bought these because, well, first of all, they looked like pretty cool games and I kind of had my eye on them. I think they were eight bucks, um, previously. But they went on sale for five cents each. Yeah, I'd not so even I'd not even like heard of them. I'd not heard of them until the five cent sale. But what well, do you? So yeah, I, I had heard of them before. I think Kotaku did an article when they initially came out on on the Switch. Um, but these were games for the ZX Spectrum. Oh, back in the day, interesting. Um, so I think they came out in like I think the first one came out like eighty five or eighty six, and apparently this was pretty popular. It was. I would compare it to like imagine Metal Gear Solid in 1986. Hmm. Um, if the did the original come out in 1986, I don't remember. I don't. Metal Gear um, was probably around then. I think or no, it was probably later. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But imagine like you remember like those old like those old computers like you used to have at school like with the like super blocky computer graphics and stuff like that. Yeah, like the Apple IIe or something. Yeah, like the Apple IIe or like any MS DOS game like. Mm. It's kind of cool to that we're getting games like from those systems on the Switch, like old com- vintage computer games, and so that was something that was really appealing to me. And it it doesn't disappoint. It's a very good game, um, very quick, um, or I should say short rather. Not too much to it. It's more of an arcade style game than a full like Metal Gear story campaign, but. Yeah, go try it out. Anybody who has the faintest bit of interest, yes, five cents, absolutely worth it. I hope it's still on sale. Yeah, I bought it like last week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it still is. Here, let me let me check real quick, just so let's see see what the dates are. I do have a lot of. I mean, there's sale stuff we'll talk about in our second half. Other stuff, but I know that that helicopter game is still on sale. Pre preventive, whatever it is, uh, Some, yeah. something Vendor strike, strike. Pre- preventive strike. I played those strike games a little bit on Super Nintendo, but I was like, they were. 
I liked Desert Strike. They were that not was fun. They were not great. I mean, I didn't, I didn't care enough to pay five cents for them. Saboteur is on sale to the 19th, so... Ooh, get on it. It's like now. So, yeah, if you're listening to this live, you can get it. But if you're listening to it after it's been posted, then... I recommend both of you guys go buy it, though. Yeah, like, you can't get it. Don't, don't miss out on it. You'll, you'll find it, at, at the very least, a novelty. Interesting. Um, for five cents. The graphics and all that stuff. Let's see. What is yeah, the, it's a good game. Yeah, it's like 347 megabytes, so I could fit that on my card. Yeah. <laughs> and the sequel, I haven't played as much just because the sequel has a little bit more updated graphics. Almost looks like even a Super Nintendo kind of game. So yeah, I didn't even... a little bit less of appeal to of the novelty factor to me. But, um, yeah, it seems to be more of the same gameplay wise. Yeah. I had, I had no, I didn't know what it was. Clive Townsend. I haven't even heard of him, but he made it. <laughs> yeah. The Kotaku article, which I read at least a year ago. Oh, it was on Commodore uh, 64 also. Sorry. Oh, I said yeah, it was on no, Commodore no, 64 that's also. Really cool. You can switch between I had one of those. Spectrum and Commodore 64 yeah. graphics. I thought that's really cool. Yeah. I, I had that. I'm downloading it right now. Yeah. Right. Might as well. I got the. I can use my points on it. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah, I did. My five. Added some other stuff to it. It's not just a straight port. It's it's almost like I forget what they call it, but they. I mean, it's a, it's a special edition. They have um, achievements. A remaster. Yeah, remaster. Yeah, there's achievements in each game, and then the original game didn't have any any music. Um, so they actually added a score to it. Um, yeah, so they put some love into it. Nice. Well, is that uh, is that we all you got for this week? That's what I got. All right, cool. Well, um, let's take a break then, and we will come back and talk about the Indie World Showcase and other news stuff. So, right. So Hell yeah. So don't leave. Uh, we will be. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. 
Patreon.com slash Podcast. Game over. Ready? All right, cool. But yeah, no. Let's let's start off with the news. Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. We've pretty much talked about all of the major releases for the week, I believe. And we talked about Animal Crossing. Uh, we talked about Doom sixty four. I guess we can mention some of these Animal Crossing articles. The whole thing about like uh, the clothes being gender neutral and all that. We kind of we kind of got into that when we had a fuchsia on. Because we talked about how, you know, everyone can wear makeup and stuff like that. And, like, nothing is gender-specific, which is great. And I think that at one point they thought that there was no gender to it. And you'd kind of just make your character however they look. But I do think they ask you of the two, you know, of male and female gender in the beginning of it. So so that kind of blows. But, I mean, you still – you can wear whatever you want depending on whatever you said. And that's the last time that they will ever mention that. So it's pretty cool, though. I like that. that you should You should be able to wear whatever you want. Should not be. Mm-hmm. Should not be. For, should not be forced on you. We'll let you do that in Mitomo. Yeah, you wear whatever you want in that too. Mitomo. Forgot about that game. What did, did you want to mention? This other one on here. Oh sure. Oh, the Animal Crossing loving grandmother is getting her own character in New Horizons. Oh, who who is she? So a little while ago, it, it um, went around on YouTube. Uh, a guy filmed his grandmother playing on her 3ds, and she had something like thousands of hours on Animal Crossing. Like, this was her thing that she did every day. She played a little Animal Crossing game, and, and uh, everybody yeah, loved, it. Yeah, it every, loved her. Yeah, she had played it every day since it came out. And then I think the story was like that her DS broke or something like that, wasn't it? Or am I thinking of the grandma? I think you were thinking of another story. There was the, the Game Boy that broke a couple weeks That's ago. That's right. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. That. But Nintendo still did, like, give her a shout-out for, like, you know, they noticed like someone posted about her online or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's how they're giving her credit, like as an Animal Crossing character. So holy crap, that's legendary! Can you just imagine? Like, that's just cool how that happens. There's no yeah. way she thought when she started playing that game that she would be in it someday. So the character's name is Audi. I think that's the grandmother's name as well. They made a tweet about it. They said we have an official name for the new wolf villager in Animal Crossing: New Horizons, and her name is Audi. She may be named after the grandma who went viral last year for her 3,500 plus hours in New Leaf. I guess this is not an official Nintendo account, but this is Animal Crossing World uh, yeah, the, blog. <clears throat> yeah, Animal Crossing World blog. Yeah, no, I I saw that picture, but I guess I didn't understand exactly what it meant. Where it said like, "Hey, what's this? I'm going to open it." I, and then then it shows uh and then it shows the 3D the 3DS. So I didn't I didn't read I didn't read read into actually what it was, but that's pretty cool. That's uh, that's like what people wanted to have, like animal or have a what Robert Williams as a character in Zelda, which didn't actually mm-hmm. happen. But 
It's cool that she made it in there. Just that more. is really cool. And if, if there was ever a game that would work for her, it'd be Animal Crossing. Because they've already done, like, wasn't there, like, a Ganon and New Leaf and, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, they did put Ganon in there. There was, like, a Splatoon character also. I mean, that was, like, part of the Welcome New, what, the Welcome Amiibo uh, edition, the update that they put on there. So, yeah. so you could put all those guys in there. So, yeah, it's nice to have more people. So, so if you have Audi in your town, now you know. Now you know who, who they are. So, it's pretty cool. Let's see. Do you want to, yeah, you can talk about that VR thing if you want. Sure. Yeah. So there, there is a, this is not for Switch. This is for VR systems. So there is a, a game called Audica. It's by Harmonix, same people who did the Guitar Hero. And it's a game did, where you uh, basically they, shoot to the beat of the rhythm. Yep. Do they do Beat Saber? Or is that someone else? No, no, that was a different company. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, Audica is, is Harmonix's music rhythm game. And then somebody put out a uh, game called Audeca. Uh. So it's Duck Hunt. It's a Duck Hunt music rhythm VR game where you're shooting the ducks. Hmm. And it's free. So if you got one of those systems, uh, go check it out. Look it up. You can get that game for free. It's for Oculus or Vive, right? I'm not sure if it was either one of them or both of them or what. But mm-hmm. yeah, look it up if you got a headset. And do you love Duck Hunt and music? For sure. Uh, I'll save. I'll save some of the other. There, there were a couple things that were that were released as of the Indie World Showcase, but we'll save that for when we get into that actual thing. So we didn't need to mention it yet. Like I said, Doom sixty four. You still can't preload it yet, but hopefully it launches at eleven, like Animal Crossing. So because I'm excited to play it again. So there you go. Let's talk about the deals. Um, you know, because everybody's kind of well, not everybody, but a good amount of people are stuck at home for the quarantine time here. People have been dropping deals like mad. First off, uh, there's a Square Enix sale going to going till March 30th. There are multiple sales on Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3 are on sale. Uh, all of the Final Fantasy games are on sale. Star Ocean, Saga, Scarlet Grace, uh, other games like that are on sale. I actually thought about getting Saga Scarlet Grace because that was a game that I wanted to play before. Uh, Jeremy Parrish and 8-4 like, both worked on it, so... I like them, and I was interested in it, you know, being a strange game and all that. So it's it's down to, like, 20. It's still kind of was thinking about getting it, but I also have all this other stuff to play, so I might skip out on this on this sale this time around. But I definitely, I mean, I highly recommend Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3 are all on sale. Those games are all great. Star Ocean is really good. That's on sale also, of oh, course. Star Ocean, what's that on sale for? Because it was 20, right? Um, Let me look. I can look right now. Actually, you know what? It won't. It won't tell me because I already bought it, so I can't tell you. <laughs> well, that's definitely something I'm interested in. You'll have to look. You'll have to look for yourself. Uh, what I normally do for sales like this is you find like, you know, find one of the games and then go up to the top and click on the company, and then it will show you everything released released by Square Enix. So then, so then you can see all of them. But yeah, uh, Star Ocean is really cool. That's another. That's a game that's like. It's like in my, it's like in in my back of my mind, like that and Grandy are games that I just really want to play through because I really liked both of them, but just haven't gotten around to getting back to them yet. Like I played the crap out of Star Ocean when it first came out, and then I just kind of fell out of it. But it was something that I still really wanted to go back and finish because because the sprite artwork on it is fantastic. It looks incredible, especially if you got like a big TV to play it on. You know, it looks it looks really pretty. So twenty percent re- off, so it's about seventeen, a little less than seventeen. Oh, it's it's worth it. I think so. You'll definitely get your seventeen hours of play out of it. <laughs> you know, if you're thinking that way, it's it's kind of it, it kind of feels like a um, 
It very much feels like a tales of like a tales of type game because it's like more action based battle, but the story's cool and the characters are cool. There's little anime intros and stuff like that. Also, a uh, way forward's thirty year anniversary is happening. So, well, they are I had doing. No idea they were on for that long. You've been you, around for a while. You put it. You put it on the last. You put it on last week's uh, thing. We well, yeah, have forward through, would have to have started in like I don't know they they might have been oh, well so Shantae came out in the nineties right yeah let me so hear it's been at least twenty years March first nineteen ninety nineteen ninety yeah yeah no thirty years yeah yeah okay uh, you you were making me second guess myself for a minute so way forward is uh, having a, their thirtieth anniversary sale and that goes till the March thirtieth as well. One of the main games that I was look that I was eyeing in that in that sale is um, River City Girls. It's on sale for oh, twenty yeah, for, cool. for twenty ninety nine. Apparently, the the girls from River City Girls are actually background characters from a Kunio or, or was a Kunio Kun game. So mm. it's pretty cool. They actually made their own little story about. I think they were some women that were kidnapped in one of the River City games. They've kind of became their own characters, and I heard it's great. Like I heard the music's really good, and the and it's fun, and you know the graphics are cool and all that. So, yeah, that's that's one that I've had my eye on. So those are on sale as well. Pretty rad. Also, the Ubisoft sale through the twenty third. The um, the, I think the major one, of course, is Mario Plus Rabbids. Is like what thirteen bucks now or something like that. It's super. That's one I need to go back to at some point. Yeah, it's super duper cheap if you're. If you like, uh, oh, uh, what's it? Uh, Nino Cooney's on sale also again for like thirty-five bucks, thirty percent off, markdown from fifty, and that's till the twenty-third. So that's a uh, Bandai, and Band- Bandai has some has some sales going as well. So so check that, check out that. They're the ones that made Dino Wars. Bandai, yeah, <laughs> among among other things. So like Katamari, it's so like Katamari is uh, could be on sale by now. It won't show me, but that was one of those. And of course, like uh, yeah, like I said, Mario plus Rabbits, uh, Assassin's Creed, like a bunch of stuff like that is like all on sale. Like if you're interested in any of that stuff, um, what is the uh, what's the special reserve game sale? So special reserve games is the company that puts out the physical version of the Messenger. Oh, okay. So they didn't release any details. I looked on their website, but they said they're going to have a sale on March 24th, and they, in the ad, they they featured the Messenger, so that must mean the Messenger is going on sale at least. I see you that, want yeah. physical version of that game, March 24th. Yeah, I see that on there. Cool. So that's on there. Let's talk about this rumor really quick. I haven't even, haven't even heard about this. Yeah, so this, I think I just posted this earlier today. But uh, Sony is trying to buy IP from Konami. Oh, so yeah, That's it, says, a rumor. Yep. it says that they're raiding, they're possibly raiding Konami for Castlevania, Metal Gear, and Silent Hill intellectual property. Yeah, looks like these rumors originated on 4chan. That doesn't mean they're not legit, but that's just kind of funny. I forgot about 4chan. Yeah, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know the much of the details about 4chan. I recognize the name though. Yeah, uh, this was like, reported by Nintendo Life. Yeah, it originated from 4chan. Yeah, take that for, for what you will. Um, I mean, what are they, like, just going to turn them into pachinko machines or whatever? <laughs> well, I mean, Konami Konami's done a little bit better. I mean, they did release their Castlevania and Contra collections and, and, and arcade correct collections on Switch, which I'm sure sold fairly well. So, I mean, yeah. I don't... It, but these are like their... I don't know what else is there at Konami but Metal Gear, Silent Hill, and Castlevania. Bomberman. Oh, man, right. Yeah. You said Contra already, right? 
yeah, Ninja Turtles, like anything by Ultra, because that was Konami too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, the Ninja Turtles is probably because Way Forward made a Ninja Turtles game, so that uh, license no, is probably all over the place now. As far as their original IP, though, I, I think if they get rid of three, these three properties, it's like you might as well just sell the company. Like, what else is left? Not that, not that much. Mm. You know, um, I think they don't they own a uh, Mystical Ninja also, Konami. They do. They yep. do. Yeah, because it was in uh, Konami Racers. They should make it. Yeah, new, they, new you're one right that they do those have a lot of licensed games, John. Yeah. The more, the more I think about it, they mm-hmm. did uh, Silent Hill. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Frogger. I mean, it's probably a game that's been passed around too. Yeah, you're right. There's not a whole lot of mm. Bomberman. You already said that, though, right? Yeah, I did. I don't. I don't think that. I don't see them selling their stuff directly to Sony. Like that would be. That would suck. Boktai, the sun is in your hands. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that From was. From this article, I'll read a little bit. So the that source. That was a Hideo Kojima game, Boktai was. Mm-hmm. Nintendo Life says the source isn't one we'd normally give any attention to, but the interesting thing is that the website, Jack of All Controllers, has stated that the story has been verified by other sources. Add to this the rumor that Sony is actively funding new Silent Hill titles. And what was previously easily dismissible gossip suddenly becomes something worthy of a little more consideration. Hmm. Well, I hope that they don't buy them because I want those things to be on Twitch. So I hope so too. Yeah. Same. So I I, I don't know. It'd be at, I mean at can, least Metal Gear and Castlevania, yeah. like Silent Hill. It's not historically been associated with Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, well, Silent Hill. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen a Silent Hill game since what, like Shattered. Shattered Memories, which was a Nintendo game, mm-hmm. was a Wii game, which is a great game. It's an incredible game. So we did have that. All oh, right, but but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. But Konami makes weird decisions. So you know, speaking of like the Pachinko machines and stuff, so maybe hopefully they won't do that. Uh, there's some there's some new games that announced that I want to talk about. Number yeah, one, one, number one, fucking Shadow Man, Shadow Man Remastered. When I that one year when I did a haunted hallow stream, this is what I called it. I, I uh, streamed Shadow Man for a while, and Shadow Man was a game that I played in college at Lincoln with uh, when where I went with Jeremy, and uh, yeah, it's a weird it's a weird game. Like you uh, you're like in Louisiana, you're like kind of in like this um, the the swamp, the bayou, whatever, yeah. and you're this person that can basically travel between dimensions. You go to you can basically go to the dead world, and you have like more powers in the dead world and you collect souls and you, it's very much like a Metroidvania ish type thing, you know, where you go around and get a thing that'll get you to other stuff. Last time I played it, I got really fucking lost because it's like the maps are big and they're like kind of complicated. So I would really love for this remastered version to have a fucking map in there. Like that would really win it for me because it needs a map. It also needs better controls. Like it doesn't have dual aiming and stuff like that. It had kind of like a weird like Z targeting thing, but it didn't necessarily work that well. So I feel like it needs some some fixes, and it sounds like they're going to do some of that. They said like improved shadow mapping, per pixel lighting, anti aliasing. I mean that's all graphics, but restoration of content that was cut from the original game sounds cool, and other enhancements. They said, uh, "quote Our our goal with the remaster is to give today's generation of gamers all the features." That they expect from a modern title while preserving the qualities that made Valiant's iconic character in the original Shadow Man game such a memorable classic to begin with. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I mean, especially if it's not, you know, it's not going to be that expensive, I'm sure. And something yeah. cool at the bottom of this article, it says that uh, they are rebooting the comic series also on May 20th. So oh, there you go. Right after my birthday, I could read Shadow Man 1. Yay. 
But no, Shadow Man was a game that I that I liked when it came out, but uh, found it kind of confusing the second time around. But if they can, did it have a sequel? There was a sequel, but I never played it, and it wasn't it was a rev- PS2 game, right? It wasn't reviewed very well, yeah, because the original one got a nine point one on IGN, but. Yeah, and I remember it got, I think it got a perfect score in GamePro. Yeah. But I the think second it at least one, got a 5.0 fun factor. Yeah, but the second one, <laughs> but, the fun factor, but the second one definitely did not get a good review because I thought about searching and like hunting it down and it was not reviewed well. So I was like, eh, I don't need it. But another announced game that I'm actually really excited about, uh, something I've wanted to play for a long time, um, they're, uh, they're basically going to re-release the classic Blade Runner game. For Switch, it was an old PC game, I believe. Yeah, more PC games coming to Switch. Yeah, well, I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge I'm, I'm a huge Blade Runner fan. Like Blade Runner is like one of my favorite movies of all time. I really love the Blade Runner sequel as well. So anything yeah, that takes pretty... place in the Blade Runner world, I'm totally into. There's actually a new comic book too that I was thinking about checking out. But but yeah, no, I, I like Blade Runner. I really want to play this game. I actually used a song from this game. For my uh, my WART Radio sci-fi episode, that's how much I'm into Blade Runner. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. I'm uh, very excited. Yeah, and it's a isn't it? It's um, what do you call those types of games? Like a, not a point and click, but adventure game. Yeah, kind Basically, of. I guess. So. Yeah. It said it is. I love those kind of games. Yeah, and it's also it's cool because it takes place in the world of the movie, but it's not about the main characters from the movie. It's like a side story. So another story. They're not trying to recreate the yeah. story of the movie. Cool. Yeah. So it's a. It said it's known for its command and conquer real time strategy. Oh, the the studios is. But yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely yeah, they're the same studio that redid a uh, um, System Shock. Yeah, and also yeah. worth noting is the the guys who are doing Shadow Man are the same people who did Turok two one and two. So. That gives me that gives me hope in it because I think those games came out really well. So, and also this is one that I I just randomly found on the eShop, but I have to mention it because they've talked about it a bunch of time on Eight Four Play. But uh, the D- Disaster Report Four, I haven't heard about Four yet, but they've talked about the previous one, and this is like a super weird Japanese game. It's it is it is on the Switch or it's on the eShop right now. It's coming soon, coming out April seventh. I think everybody it's going to be 60 bucks but I think everybody should definitely look into it because it's basically like a this it's about a disaster happens like in Tokyo and you can basically go around and talk to everybody like during the disaster and you make different de- different decisions that will change where the story goes. It's like super weird and quirky and just strange and wonky and I've I've heard it's like kind of broken but really fun to play so I'm super excited about checking it out because I've heard them talk about it a lot so yeah, I've been interested in this series since uh, the PlayStation 2 game, which was the first one. Oh, okay. And uh, I just wanted to give it a try. It just looks so weird and different. So that cover I, art. I'm hearing about this for the bizarre. first time. It's... The cover art's hilarious. Yeah, it's very much. Oh, in, yeah. Uh, reminds me of uh, that Sylvester Stallone movie, Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger? I was going to say yeah. Cliffhanger. That's the Except for this woman on the cover, she's, hang- she's hanging off the side of a building. Guy has her by one arm. And the look on. Her face is one of, like, I would oh, say, concern at best. It's like, oh, man, are we really eating macaroni again tonight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had macaroni for dinner tonight. It's, so did I. It's apparent. That's why oh, wow. it was on my mind. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm super, I'm super interested in it just because I hear it's like, it's weird, but funny, but strange and, you know, super Japanese and all that's all that stuff that I like. So I thought, I thought it was worth noting and it's nice. I just like randomly 
randomly found it while I was trying to find uh while, while I was trying to find uh, Doom sixty four to to preload. So yeah, the picture the picture of it on the on the site is just like her like sitting down. It's like the main lady like sitting on a curb with a with the bandage on her on her leg, and she's all dirty and stuff. But yeah, it looks cool. Um, also, uh, software updates. This is a brief one. I haven't actually played it yet, but Spawn is available on Mortal Kombat 11 if you have the Fighter's Pass. I think he just got added on uh, St. Patty's Day, so I'm, I'm excited to try that out because, you know, I'm a, I was a Spawn fan back in the 90s. I read, like, the first maybe 20 issues, I think, of the Spawn comic. Did so, you have any of the figures, though? Uh, no, I didn't have any of the figures. That surprises me. But I did have a lot of the McFarlane toys. I had the horror ones. Yeah. And the, all the ones that I opened, they fell apart because they were pretty badly designed, I guess. It, I think they're meant to keep in the package. Like, cause I had a, yeah. cause I had like a Ash from Evil Dead and like Freddy and, uh, Jason and, um, even had, uh, the Child's Play Chucky also. Chucky. And, uh, the, I had like the monster from The Thing. And uh, the crow, and I think all of them just fell apart because I opened them, and oh. especially the ash one. Right when I opened him, he like he like f- his like arm fell off, and like his head fell off, and yeah, it was. I mean, that kind of happened in the movie keep, too. Keep him in the package. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> his head fell off in the movie. It's yeah. pretty accurate. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's yeah. Those good. those spawn toys were just like, how many chains can I fit on this figure? Yeah, they look cool though. I mean, Spawn- they look very nineties. Yes, it looked yeah. like if your wallet chain had a bunch of little babies, and then you just put it all over your body. <laughs> well, it was the nineties. It was all about giant capes and chains, and uh-huh. <laughs> and sad and sad heroes, you know, yes. <laughs> that have terrible lives or terrible afterlives, I guess, because he's dead. The angst of the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this this is something we should definitely talk about. This this like got this premiered like right after we were done recording last week, but. Yeah, the Lego Mario thing was revealed. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, it could be cool. I think the design is like a little. It's, it's weird. I mean, it doesn't look like traditional Lego. You it, know, it's like a very yeah. It's a very blocky Mario. It's very blocky, but it doesn't look. It yeah, it does not look like. Yeah, it's weird. It's like almost like a. It, it almost looks like a board game, kind of like something out of like Mario Party. It's not only yeah. a Mario spinoff, but it's the Lego spinoff. Yeah. It's like Lego's making a new kind of, it seems like they're making new types of blocks for this mm-hmm. in particular. Maybe yeah. they'll support other IPs if it's successful, but it's yeah. definitely a Toys to Life design, it, it would seem, mm-hmm. just in a different way. Like it doesn't interact with a, a mm-hmm. screen itself, itself. Well, it has a little tiny screen. Mm-hmm. On the figures themselves, but yeah, yeah. it looks like a. It, it almost looks like a dot matrix, like something you'd see on like a pinball machine. You know, mm. like the little screens yeah. on that. But it's definitely color because Mario's face changes and he like looks around and it's very yeah. The persistence of it and how it's interacting with each of the different elements is pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm intrigued. And in the interview that I read, um, well, two things stuck out from that. One is that they said. It, the idea kind of came together once they realized what they wanted to do was build Mario levels with Lego. So that's what you're doing. You're building levels. And then um, uh, the other thing that stuck out to me was the idea of it interacting with the Switch. And he said they ruled that out pretty much at the start just because they wanted it to be totally clear. This is 
not Skylanders or all those other things. Yeah, they want it this to be its, its own, own thing. thing. You don't need to have a Switch to get it, which is right. which I think is cool. You know, just keep yeah. it its own toy. Like you don't need to, you know, you don't need to scan it with the Joy Cons or anything like that. Yep. So yeah, no, it's it kind of pissed me off that we just missed it because I feel like it dropped like right after we were done. Cause yeah, we were, like minutes afterward. Because we recorded so late last week, and it was just like yeah. I just didn't even think of it. And then when I checked Twitter, I was like, "Oh fuck, there it is! Damn it, we could have totally fit that into the episode if I would have looked." But yeah. but you know, I I don't check. You know, I'm not checking things. I'm here. I'm here talking to you, and now I'm not looking that while we're recording. So so that is happening. Um, you think you'll you'll get it? What do you think? Me? No. Yeah, I'm going to wait. I, I mean, I'm going to wait it. for to see what it's like. It's not one of those things that I'm going to buy ahead of time, yeah. you know, like, but if it ends up getting some somewhat favorable reviews, maybe yeah. buy it to play. With what do you think it would cost? I think it's going to be sold in kits and it's probably going to be like 80 bucks. Probably at least eight, yeah, 80 to 100. I don't know. Those, those Lego. The base kit. Yeah, those Lego kits are pretty expensive. Think about like what are those? The Lego Mindstorm, like the mm-hmm. the ones that like the robotic ones. Those are really expensive, and I have a feeling it's gonna yeah. maybe not be that expensive, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be towards that sort of like because it has electronic components and um, everything specific to that, especially that everything specific to that. Man, I wonder if you'll be able to use Legos with it, like regular Legos. Hope so. Cause I have some. I could definitely add like some trees or something if I wanted. Yeah, it didn't. I I don't know. I didn't see from when I Has saw. Has Lego it, ever made a set where it was not compatible with basic Legos? Not that I know of. I know you got like the Technics and all that, but I think you could stick some regular Legos on there if you want to. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I might even like those flexi blocks that were in all the infomercials when we were kids. Those mm-hmm. like were designed to be compatible with Legos, like mm-hmm. because they knew. And Lego did not of- officially support them. Do you remember those? The no. flexi blocks. Oh yes, I remember. They had, those. They had different I names. About them. I, I wanted them so bad when I was a kid because I think it was flexi blocks, wasn't it? They th- that was the initial name, but I think they came back later with a different name, like someone else bought. Mm. Right. But uh, those were really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I was listening to a little bit like a highlight from uh, Pat the NES Punk, his Pat podcast, and he was talking about how they did like I think it was Connects. The Connects did a Mario Kart set. Hmm. So this isn't the first time there's been like a Nintendo themed building block set. Oh, sure, yeah. And I guess there's like Pokemon made by Mega Bloks. Like for some reason Lego couldn't secure that deal. Hmm. Mega Bloks got it, but uh otherwise, like this is the first time Nintendo's really had a Lego thing, and it's also the first time Lego's done anything like this. So hmm. very intrigued. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool that they came up with something new that it wasn't in one of their existing categories. You know, it wasn't a, a Technica or whatever it is, ro- robot thing. It's its own separate thing that they're doing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the. I'm not a huge fan of the way it looks. Like I don't really like the design of Mario. He's like super blocky. And, yeah, like, I'm skeptical of that. It's got to win me over a little bit. Yeah, I'm. Under- I understand like that it's a Lego type thing. It's just uh, I don't know. It's almost it's almost kind of giving me a giving me like a pop figure vibe, like minus the dead eyes. So it's like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see what people think of it. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about the? I guess we could go over the specs really quick. Yeah, that's kind this. of big news. So both you Xbox and Sony revealed the specs of their upcoming systems. Do you? Does anybody? How many? How many teraflops does it have? Is that? Oh, I didn't even <laughs> read into it. Um, not that I would understand 
I'm really, yeah, I'm really not. I'm really not interested in either of the systems. Seems the the only thing that I inferred was that the Xbox is faster. Yeah. Otherwise, architecture wise, they're kind of similar. Xbox is able to do more multitasking type stuff for some reason. Ten, twelve teraflops. The the coolest thing about the new Xbox is that you can have multiple games going at once and then keep resuming them. Like, oh, that's cool. Where you left off. Oh, so you can have a million windows, <laughs> like yeah, pretty much. A, like it's like a yeah, like an internet browser. That's funny. I don't know. Yeah, I might. I'm just. Yeah, I'm not really. I have no desire to buy either of them. So that's, I might that's get an I Xbox One X eventually because they're down to like two hundred bucks now. Like they, their prices keep dropping, and yeah, if I can ever get one for like a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks, and I happen to have money, because who knows. In the future, when we all have when we all have jobs again, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, That would be kind of a cool thing to have, just for the collection aspect of me. Plus, I'd be able to play Rare Replay finally. Yeah, you would buy it for that one game. (laughs) I guess you. I guess the Game Pass is pretty is advantageous because you can get Uh free games out of that. You know. So I just don't. I'm just not a fan of Xbox. I just nor am I. It's just. It just wasn't. It was just. I don't know. It's just not for me. It's not really. Even so though, far, it seems like they're 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 sounding more impressive with what they're going to offer. Yeah, but I mean, Sony. it's you know how I feel about graphics that they, they really don't mean anything to me. So it's, they're uh, going to be like fully backwards compatible. Yeah. I guess is like one of the things that's yeah they're going to actually liking it about that. They're going to actually make that work this time. And then Sony said they were going to do it, and then turns For, out they're actually. Gonna work on making that a thing for only like a hundred PlayStation Four games, from what I heard. Yeah. So just yeah, just PlayStation Four games, but I don't care about either of these new consoles, and you know maybe we'll have a drunk podcast where I rant about balloons again, but and then you buy it the next week, (laughs) then I'll buy it again eventually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not Uh, only did I buy that console, I bought that exact game I was bitching about. uh It did happen. Make sure, make sure you get, and you played a lot of it too, didn't you? No. Maybe like five hours total before I got, I got to the open where it was finally open world, and then I stopped playing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I never I never bought it because I figured I wouldn't play it. But yeah, those are I don't know. I mean, I'll be interested to see what games come with it, you know, and what can't be put on Switch or whatever. But I'm still pretty happy with my Switch. I mean, I just bought a game that looks like it's from like nineteen from ni- like nineteen ninety. So I mean, I obviously don't care. <laughs> about about that type of stuff. I was more excited about that Wolfenstein looking F first person shooter than most games. So yeah, I, I was excited about it once I read about it. So well let's let's uh transition to the uh indie world report then right now. Is any report? <laughs> I have a so I have notes actually on the Nintendo site. They actually laid everything out by how they were unve- unveiled, so it's pretty cool. We could just go through. We could just go through the games like we normally do. Uh, say, I guess we'll talk about our own. We could do like whether we're interested in it or not. Um, this so Indie World Report. It was like a and also don't forget like 
Jeremy and I, we talked about it last week that somebody had actually leaked this, said that it was going to come out on this day, right? Mm-hmm. And this was the day that it came out. And didn't they also say that there would be an official Nintendo Direct like on the 30th, right? Like mm-hmm. towards the end of the month. So since this was right, that must mean that the other one's right, right? Hopefully. That's what I'm hoping. So we will see. But right off the bat with the with the Nindy World Showcase, we have uh, Blue Fire, which is a uh, which is a 3D platforming game where you're like a little ninja thing that fights giant things with lightsabers. And I thought it was cool. Like I'm I was totally intrigued yeah. by that one. That was uh I gave that one a thumbs up. I'm like, yeah, I'm into that. And anything Thank anything you. that has 3D platforming cuz that's like so rare nowadays. And actually, I know some people were down on this presentation, but I thought it impressed me because I'm like, man, indie games look a lot. They they the ones in this I thought looked really good, like graphically. Like I feel like they've they come a long way. Like a lot of times you think indie and you think like 16-bit stuff or like some sort of throwback yeah. thing. And these looked like, I don't know, I thought they looked like just regular new games or whatever. Right. Not to not to separate indies from regular, whatever. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> you know what well, I mean. Indistinguishable you know I mean. from, from games with a large budget. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that indies are anything less than regular games. Like I, I love indies. When we've talked about that, when we, you know, talked about the Switch and how like indies have become... Yeah, a big thing where they're just considered just as great as a higher budget and probably greater than a lot of the higher I think greater stuff. at this point. Yeah. yeah. So I got that feeling even more with the next one on the list, Baldo. Oh, Baldo this looks game, awesome. It looks really good. I yeah. mean, it looks like, like Nino Kuni, the visual yeah. style. It does. Yeah. It Baldo, looks Miyazaki. Baldo was 100% like, I'm in on that one. Like, it's super cartoony. It's an RPG. It's an action RPG. John could even play it. You know, it's like, you're no so, day, right? that's the one where you're like, you're a dog in Alaska, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, uh, that's that the dog in Alaska one never came out. <laughs> no, that's Balto. That's a Disney. Film. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was, I was trying like, to remember that's... what that was. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? No. Yeah. Baldo was the one that like, yeah, it was like super, it was very colorful and like the, the graphics are pretty and, yeah, just I got looked. confused because the first game was called Blue Fire, yeah. and then when it showed the logo for Baldo, it's blue and it looks like kind of like it's, it's on fire. fire. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute, is this the same thing? Like I got confused for yeah. a brief but, second there. But yeah, it looks it looks awesome. It's like an action RPG. It looks incredible. So I'm um, yeah, I'm, I'm very much excited about that one. I uh, was really this next one's the one that jumped out at me like first uh, and foremost. I am dead. Yeah, yeah, I am dead. Looked, looked, I looked it awesome so too. Weird. Like that, kind of absurd. Okay, yeah, the character models are just hilarious looking. And you it have reminds uh, me of uh, Dumb Ways to Die, the iPhone game. Yes, I never played that game. Like that. It looks like that, but yeah, it's like um, it doesn't really give you a lot of details of what it is. But uh, you're a ghost. I think you're the main character is a ghost. It kind of you're trying to save the island because the people don't seem to know that the island's about to get destroyed. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, and you and you have X-ray vision, and that and that helps yeah. you because you can look into stuff. And it's like kind of point and clicky, but it has like a cool art style. I don't Maybe know. Maybe a little bit like that. Did you ever play Ghost Trick? Yeah, yeah. Ghost Ghost Trick was good. That's what, that game was great. Kind of wondering yeah. if it's a little bit like that, where you're like possessing elements of the of the of the world to solve puzzles. Yeah, Ghost Trick was a game I played because you can play like the first level on iOS for free. Uh-huh. And I played that and I thought it was really great, but I never actually beat it. But I thought it was good. I thought right. it was a very, very good game. Mm-hmm. But uh, it actually kind of reminded me of that fucking table flip game that we played in the arcades. Mm-hmm. You know, the one where you're like the dead guy and it's your funeral and you're kind of fucking everything up. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw it was that it was the table flip game. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, I am dead. I'm totally... 
I'm, I'm at, these first three games I thought were all like maybe cool. even a little like I only like, watched a little bit of Steven Universe with you, but it kind of reminds me of the like the little town that he's in. Oh bit. yeah, these screenshots where it's like all this like you know there's the Kipper Company and the Crab Shack and like there's like a place that sells paintings and like oh sure yeah and like every well in Steven Universe like you know like every character who works at whatever restaurant and they're all part of it and, and there's Which only I think is going to be the case in this game if I'm predicting correctly mm-hmm. and there's only two episodes left of Steven Universe actually. Uh, premiering next week on Friday. It's almost over. Sad. But uh, the next one was like, uh, I'm kind of like so-so. That's the one that's like the shoot 'em up uh, bark. Yeah, it's or, like a bullet hell game B arc multiplayer. Yeah. I mean, it could be fun, you know, if you're into that thing, but shoot 'em ups are kind of not really my thing. So I was like, hey, it looks neat, but I don't think it'd be one that I invest in, that I'll really invest in, you know. Pilot a team of furry animals blasting their way back to Earth to defeat mysterious ocean cyborgs and save the human race. So, if I'm piloting a team of furry animals, I'm playing Star Fox. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what you want. Uh, Freak Apocalypse. I want the next one. I want this one. Uh, Cyanide and Happiness. Freak Apocalypse. I like that series. Oh yeah, I was. I'm not familiar with it at all. Like, what is what is the series? Uh, so it's it's like a, a bunch of shorts online. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they do like long episodes or anything like that. It's almost like a comic, but it was a comic script to start with. Hmm. And then they did animated series. And then they have also, I think, uh, uh, what's that card game cards against humanity. They have something like that with, hmm. with this. So, um, now this game looks a lot like South park. Like one of the South park games uh-huh. took true through the other one. Oh, sure. Yeah. With cyanide and happiness, if you like that. Or maybe a little bit like, um, kind of calls to mind a little bit, almost like Homestar runner a little bit. Mm. Yeah, true. It's the type of humor. It's yeah, kind of absurd. Yeah, I wasn't really. I wasn't really sure what to think of it, but you know. Well, one thing that makes me iffy because I haven't had very good experiences with most games mm. like this is that it's, it looks like it's episodic. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Yeah. It does say that. Oh, yeah, yeah you're it right. says part one available summer 2020. Yeah, this is part one, and and I don't think uh, aside from a couple games, like none of them actually got dates. They were all like very vague. Like it was like spring or summer 2020, you know? Yeah. I bet they had dates a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Maybe. Oh yeah. Now. Cause it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the one after that, I thought summer and Mar- summer and Mara looked cool. Uh, I like definitely the- seems like it'd be up my, my alley. Cause it's like, it's kind of a crafting, uh, farming ish type game, right? It looks a little bit like 3D Stardew Valley, or it might have like a kind of an Animal Crossing vibe to it too. Mm-hmm. I really, I mean, I thought the graphics looked really cool, and I like, I like the art style for it. So that's yeah, the what, graphics are really cool. That's How what about this really absolute oh. Death Mountain ripoff they got in the photo here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I see yeah, that with the the circular cloud around mm-hmm. it and everything. Yeah, right. It's it's summer in Mara, but it comes out in the spring. <laughs> oh, and and uh, don't forget that. Uh, and I think this is definitely worth mentioning. Why I said it as my nickname, the uh, timed council exclusive was like the word the words of the day for this presentation, mm-hmm. which just shows like how cool the how much the switch. Or how much, you know, how great the Switch has been for indies. So, like, I think, like, over half of the games on here are all coming to Switch first. So, and they made sure and said that. So, it's like, they know where to sell, they know where to sell the indies, you know? So, it's, it was obviously they have a lot of faith in putting these games on Switch first before other consoles. And that's awesome. You know, I think I wonder if anyone, and so this is just a theory, and it's probably not a thing, but I wonder if anyone has, like, done that in reaction to the fact that, they're not going to be getting video presentations because E3 was canceled. Like maybe mm-hmm. since Nintendo is so good with these directs, they're like, maybe we should be exclusive with Nintendo. That way we can start like promoting the game now. 
Oh, sure. And and also, I think that... Yeah, that makes sense. I also think that the Switch has really been an indie darling for most... Oh, it has. For most people, just because indies, you don't have to worry about whether they're going to run as well or they're not going to look as good for some games, you know? So it's like it's like a no-brainer to just put it on Switch because you're going to And it's just... It literally makes more. any indie game into a portable game. Exactly, yeah. And then you can play it anywhere and it's like way more accessible. So I think it right. totally makes sense for them. I know a lot, a lot of those indies on there, you know, probably most of them sold more on Switch than they did on anything else, so... Yeah, even on Steam. You have that. This next game looks really cool. I think I'm going to get this game. Quantum League? Quantum League. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm totally into Quantum League. Uh, Quantum League, which I thought is funny that it's so close to Quantum Leap. My, uh, yeah, you're right. One of, one of my favorite <laughs> shows it. with uh, Scott Bakula. But, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Quantum League. It's like a online first-person shooter thing where you – there's – I don't know. They didn't – I'm still kind of confused what they're doing, but there's like clones of yourself and you can like make, I don't know, like make a fake version, future version of yourself over somewhere to try to fake someone into getting trapped. Yeah, I, I have kinda, no idea. I kind of took it like, I kind of took it like each time you die, like your previous uh, life or whatever uh, still plays out. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can have some influence on what you, what you did in the past life. Mm-hmm. Um, in your present life, yeah. So that that's kind of what I gathered from the video, but I agree it could have been a little bit more clear. Yeah, the mechanics I mean, of the game. But it was enough for me. One, I want to know more about it. You know, look like, like, like a 2D indie game that had kind of a similar thing where you had different versions of yourself and you were solving puzzles by like having them stand on switches and stuff. Yeah, they did. I forget. It was on was the Mister Henry Hatsworth. Is that what that was? Oh, I mean, it was. One? There, I had it. Or are you talking about like Chrono? It, it wasn't Braid. Are you Braid talking about like Chrono Switch? Or just about rewinding time. There was another. There was another game that was on Wii that was called like Chrono Switch or something like that, yeah. where you have two, where it's like it's split mm-hmm. screen and there's two of you doing two different things, but you're in different times. That wasn't the one I was thinking of, but yeah, that one, that one as well. But I did play that one, and I have that one. But uh, yeah, this uh, this one is like uh, coming out late 2020. I wonder if this is the one that we talked about last week. Where somebody said that they had a new like first person shooter that was supposed to like it was like it's gonna blow away like you know the it's gonna blow away like Fortnite and Splatoon and it's gonna push the like uh, yeah. the graphics of the Switch. Like I wonder if this is it. That you know. Maybe. I don't know. But it, yeah, no, I'm definitely intrigued by it. It's not gonna come out until the end of the year, unfortunately, so we have some time to, to wait. But but yeah, it no. It does I'm, have some Overwatch vibes to the look of it. For sure, yeah. It does kind of have that. But if it's not, you know, I mean, I don't want to pay, like, Overwatch price for it. But if it's under tw- under 20 or under 10 even, or, like, even, like, a demo or something on there to to give you, uh, you know, help help you get into it, I definitely want to check it out. No, it's not like that other game where it got hyped up so much and then it was just like, oh. Morphe's Law? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's still kind of... Yeah, that game. I bought that game, but it's it wasn't really. In the end, it wasn't really all that. You know, it's kind of a strange concept that never really worked that well. I don't think. But this game, this next game, I'm actually super excited about. The Good Life, which is a game where I guess you play as a cat and you, or you can play as cats and pay off debts. I don't know. Sounds kind of Animal Crossing. No, it's a play as Naomi, a journalist from New York who moves to a backwoods British town called Rainy Woods in order to pay off her massive debt. So, like, the big thing... The developer actually said in the indie presentation something along the lines that this is a a debt repayment simulator. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, big reason reason that I want to get it is the guy, the developer, Swery, is the guy who did the uh, Deadly Premonition game. 
which the weird ass Twin Peaks game, which I have on the Switch, which that's another one which I really want to fucking go back and play. But, but yeah, so he's kind of well known, and this is his like independent company that he started. So that name alone, like, has definitely has me intrigued by it, and I liked it. You know, it seems super quirky. You can ride sheep, you can play as animals as well, and yeah, I'm I'm on board for this one. I definitely want to check it out, especially with the name Wisweary on there. It's got to be some some weird ass shit. So yeah, the inhabitants of the happiest town in the world are some of the most bizarre people you ever come across. You'll live alongside them as you solve mysteries and experience a hearty helping of craziness. We're sure that you'll eventually come to love all the mystery, horror, and good old charm of this town has to offer. So yeah, I'm on board for that one. For the good life. Then after that, we have the last campfire. Which the graphics of that kind of remind me of. Uh, do you remember what that game was called? I can't remember the name of it, but the one with the wind on the Wii. Lo- uh, Lost Winds. The yeah, reason Lost why Winds, is because yeah. they is it the same were people. The developers of that. Okay, I thought oh, okay. so. Yeah, I thought or it looked it was like the, the same. The creative minds behind Lost Winds. Okay, that makes sense then, because it definitely reminded me of Lost Winds. So, so I'm somewhat intrigued because of that. I think the, you know, the graphics look cool. The characters look cool. The art style looks very cool. So. And I had a lot of fun with Lost Winds. I never played two, but the first one I really enjoyed. I thought it was I thought it was a really good game. So. It definitely looks like it's going to be a sad game. Like parts of it are pretty sad. Like Ori, uh-huh. <laughs> Ori and the Blind Forest was pretty was pretty sad. So yeah, no, I'm intrigued on that one. Another summer 2020 game. Pixel Junk Eden Two. I that one has my interest. I played uh, yeah yeah right. I played a little bit of Pixel Junk Eden One on PlayStation Three. So I mean. There, was that also on? Uh, was that on Wii or Wii U? I don't think it was. I don't think any of the Pixel Junk games were on no. there. Aren't they? I'm thinking of the other ones like Bit Trip Runner and all that. Oh That's yeah, no, that was yeah, that was a Wii. Style. Yeah, that was Wii stuff. But it but it kind of reminds me of those because they, they sort of feel like art style games. I don't know. I mean, I I had a lot of fun with uh, Pixel Junk Shooter. Was that what it was? Yeah, whatever. That one was kind of cool. I played that on PlayStation Three. I played a little bit of Eden, but. Not a whole lot. I don't know. It's it's kind of I'm on the fence for this one. It looks cool, but it's definitely seems like one of those games you gotta play to understand what the hell's happening. Yeah, it's like kind of a rhythm right. game, sort of. And you swing. Each you swing of these around. just look like trippy paintings and not like video games. Mm-hmm. But it looks really pretty. I mean that's about all I can say about that, and that's a sequel. <laughs> uh what else do we have? Faria. Faria card game i really don't remember this one probably because it was like i kind of just bounced off it really quick i'm like oh yeah card game i'm not gonna play well there were two different card games that were shown yeah and yeah i remember getting kind of confused about what was happening yeah it was kind of like i don't i don't think i'm gonna get that one it's uh i kind of just bounced off it pretty quickly considering bait and kados is the only one i ever really got into that was like a card-based game oh i guess mario paper mario well like uh what was it slay the spire was supposed to be really good and I only played that game for a little bit. And <laughs> I did know? play the Pokemon trading card game on Game Boy Color a little bit. Oh, okay. I actually, I think I own the actual game. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, I know your favorite trading, your favorite favorite card game is uh, is Paper Mario Color Splash. So don't don't lie to the that is here. like the best ever game ever made. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, and then Bait and Kato, of course. Yeah, that's your that's your number one game. Don't don't pretend that it isn't. We 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 know you. We know we know what you like. Um. Yeah. Uh, unique living board. It will char- challenge you with truly strategic card battles. Craft your deck, shape the battlefield, and fight for victory. Yeah, that one was kind of a, eh, I'm not really into that. So kind of passed over that one. 
Elder Souls. <laughs> yeah, it's not Elder Scrolls. It's not Dark Souls. Right? It's Elder Souls. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of when I saw it. I was like, okay. Um, so this sure. is the big brother to all the Souls games. It's the Elder right. Soul. It's the oldest soul you've ever seen. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't know. What do you guys? What do you guys think on this one? It looks cool. I mean, all, a lot of these games look really cool. Yeah, it looked like it could be cool. Yeah. I want to see more of it. You know. But yeah, somewhat isometric overhead. Is it's not technically isometric, but it's it's got that that over the head look to it that a lot of like online uh, hack and slash games have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what it reminds me of. Kind of like, reminds me of what like a Bastion and Transistor, yeah. like those those it's type those type games. So, so yeah, maybe kind of give me a little. So we got to work a little harder. Oh, the Souls. What about yeah. what about Blair Witch the game? I don't oh, even I just remember that being on there. It was in it was in the sizzle reel. It's a first-person shooter game, and uh, and I was thinking when I'm watching it, I was like, well, hey, you know, I can experience the story of Blair Witch for the first time in video game form, because I never saw the movie, ever. So, <laughs> there you go. See, I was going to make a joke, something like, this definitely looks like the kind of game they'll make a movie out of eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Do you I, remember Blair Witch 2 was just a normal movie? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I never saw any of them. Or something like that. Yeah. I never saw, yeah, I never watched it. It was like I was completely out of the loop of news and movies. And it was when I was in college and didn't have any money. So I didn't like, you know, Blair Witch didn't, didn't go is, see movies. It's, so. it's a hard movie to watch. And the main reason is because of like the snot. Sh- shaky cam. snot in it. Oh, yeah, the snot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention the snot, the snot person in uh, Animal Crossing. Snot is not cool right now. It never was, but it's especially uncool right now. Yeah. There was like some I forget what it was called. M for snot. There, <laughs> there was some like uh, anthology anime thing on Netflix that I watched, and there was a guy named Ong Long on there, and he had a he had a giant snot ball too, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's this is a Japanese thing, I guess. I think it's funny, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see how the Blair Witch. I mean, it's first person shooter. I like some of those, depending on how it is. I don't know. I'm willing. I'm willing to try it out. Maybe. But yeah, it was, it was part of the uh, sizzle reel where everything kind of went pretty quickly. Ghost of a Tale. Oh my gosh, this game looks so cool. They didn't really talk about it. It was they just kind of like showed it really rapidly at the end. But yeah, it looks so cool. And it like, Mist- all, and it's like a medieval like Rats of Nim is kind of the feeling I'm getting. Oh. Like, it's got a very Don Bluth look to it. I would say, yeah, yeah. maybe mostly because of like that the influence of that, but. It just looks so cool. Like I'm really interested in this. And you you play a menstrual mouse. Uh, yeah, on. yeah. That mouse. Yeah, there was that movie, The Secret of Nim. Secret yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's what he just said. Yeah, John yeah. Bluth. Secret of Nim is awesome. Like Secret of Nim is one of my favorite animated movies. I've never actually seen it. Oh, what? Uh, Fucking good. see the that movie, good, dude. Too. It's so good. The, the book's got two different titles, but it's the same book. One because it was originally called Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim, and then they had to change it because Frisbee. And then they just Copyright. changed it. Then they just change it to Nim. Yeah, yeah. We watched it's it's on it's on something. Jess and I watched it streaming. Like it's available on one of the services for free. It's, a, it's one of the darkest kids movies I ever. Oh seen. yeah, and the 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 animation on it's fantastic. Like Nicodemus yeah. is like one of the freakiest looking dudes ever. Mm-hmm. In that, like that whole yeah, that whole movie is awesome. Like it's so dark. It's so like yeah. It it freaked me out when I was a kid, but it was one of those things that freaked me out, but I loved it at the same time. And that and that bird totally fucks that other bird in the in the in the in the, in the cornfield at the end. 
spoilers, but well, now I gotta see it. <laughs> I, 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 always, I forgot about the avian fucking. I always thought I always thought of, thought that was what happened, and we watched Jess and I watched it together, and I was like, "Hey, I think they're fucking back there," and she's like, "Yeah, you're right." So <laughs> <laughs> I always thought they were they're fucking in the field off when they're off camera there. Well, maybe you'll get to do that in this game because yeah. there's definitely some fields and grass. Yeah, no, it looks it looks really pretty. And the ghost of a tail does. Yeah, totally. That's uh, worth looking into coming in spring. This next game, I'm actually, I'm really intrigued for. It kind of reminds me of, of Skyward Sword a little bit, just because of the the flight and all that stuff. But Sky Children of the Light, I thought it looked neat. That's a cool art style. And I say this about a lot of games, I like realize, bird but this people. really reminds me of Journey. Oh, really? I never played Journey. I mean, they're even wearing the, like, poncho kind of thing, and and uh, and they're going towards, like, a mountain with a light coming off the top of it. Mm. That's like Journey is all about going to a mountain. Like you're just constantly moving towards a mountain in the distance. Yeah, Journey, Journey, you just like you're just going somewhere, right? Yeah, for the like most Journey. part. This Sky one, I didn't play Journey, so it didn't remind me of Journey. But I understand why it would remind you of Journey because they're kind of wearing the same suits. But I like flying stuff. It's uh, you know, 3D flying. Feel free to exp- express yourself with a delightful selection of character customizations. Team up with others to adventure into That's darker realms. I guess there's like some uh, up to eight players, so it's multiplayer. I don't know. It's it's intriguing. I mean, you know, with these indie directs, like you never really know when any of these games come out because a lot of them that we've seen before, like, have not even just disappeared forever. Like yeah. that one that you were talking about. Well, it, you were making a joke about the ice or whatever the dog, but there was a I game. I just realized that there I was a game like that. They're the people that made Journey. Oh, <laughs> so never mind. Well, you were 100 percent right on that. Then, <laughs> damn. Oh, okay. they made Flower too. Yeah, I remember Flower. Oh shit. Well, then I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah, because they did all that shit. Um, and also, it was Sky and then Sky Racket. Sky Racket's actually out today. They actually, um, or it came out like as of the video. It, it was. They didn't mention it that it was just coming out, but it is out. And it's like a 2D game where you hit people, where it looks like you hit balls at them with a racket. So it's very stylized, goofy looking. There's even a picture of you like knocking like a like a pong ball at somebody, like on the pong like on the pong game. So it appears at some point you fight a giant banana. That's kinda nice. That's I mean I want I want to fight giant bananas in every game that I play, so Oh well you should uh, play my friend Pedro. <laughs> well he's your friend though, you don't actually fight him. Right? Or or spoilers you do. This is the game that when you said the quantum game, um You thought it was this one? I was getting confused with this because this reminds me a little bit of that weird quantum conundrum game on that ended up being like not as not as great as it could have been because it kinda, was, yeah. that was the one remember where you like there was different worlds you would phase between and blocks would behave differently. Oh, the physics were different in each of the worlds and like oh yeah I don't remember so like but you ended up just throwing a bunch of safes everywhere like there were just safes all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that one. But this one, this one. uh Superliminal, which, as we all know, is the opposite of subliminal. Um, <laughs> super, in this game, you take a bunch of random everyday objects, and depending on, kind of like if you remember the old Kids in the Hall skit, where he's like, I, I crush your head, I crush your head. I crush your head. Coming back to Amazon. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it's kind of like that, where like you're holding an object out in front of you, and it looks like it's big in the distance, but then you set it down, and it really is the size of wherever you put it. In the picture here, it doesn't really have a lot of pictures you can look at, but um, you would like set something on a, on a table that's maybe like fifteen feet away, 
And all of a sudden, it's like taking up the entire table, even though in your hand it was just a little tiny chess piece. Mm. So it could be really cool, but I guess, yeah, you use the... It would seem like you use the freaking weirdness of it all to, to it, solve puzzles. It's kind of like, well, I mean, it's it's like a shoot 'em up, but you're hitting, but you're hitting a ball. It's like a it's shoot 'em up meets pong. Oh no, this of. is a different game. I had moved on to super liminal. Oh no, I, I was still talking about Sky Racket. Sky oh, Racket, I thought you stopped talking about that. Sky Racket looks cool, and the main dude kind of reminds me of Astro Boy. So that's that's what I think about Sky Racket. I might actually, I don't know. I think it's interesting. It reminds me of of one of those like a. Uh, bit trip beat beat games you know where it's like you're you're a pong but you're actually hitting stuff the yeah the super liminal one i think that one was so quick that i just did not know what was happening but yeah everything well, you said show much of it but you can make giant yeah giant chess it pieces really cool i don't know if it's out on anything yet but i don't know if it was on steam or whatever but I, i've been seeing like tech demos of this game super liminal for years like yeah probably five or six years i would say at least They've been. I've been seeing like videos of this game and and like all the different ways like people were excited that these mechanics would be used. So I'm I'm excited to finally try it. But at this point, something that looked freaking fantastic six years ago doesn't, now kind of yeah. doesn't look as impressive. It's been it wow. It's it's been in development for that long. It seems like it. I mean, I can't remember the last time, the first time, but it was years ago that I remember seeing like this game. Maybe it was a different game that had similar mechanics but first first person puzzle game uh you know and it's all about putting stuff in perspective and stuff i don't know i'm kind of on the fence about it it's a mind it's a mind bending game that's Mm -hmm. why i'm interested what about wingspan a game that looks like it's all about (laughs) bird watching (laughs) it's like about if jane audubon like got really bored and so she like invented a card game yeah i mean it totally looked like a a game for people who I don't know are into bird watching and wanted to play it in video game form. That's Why is it, there that that bird Phoenix Wright game, and then there was the bird skateboarding game? Now we got a bird card game. Birds are hot shit this year. Hey man, uh, <laughs> I think I think uh, I blame Bob Mackey. He's been uh, bringing the bird, trying to trying to make the birds popular because he's well, got the bird them. is the word. He's got yeah. birds. That's what they say. People like are they as they call them on the internet burbs. People like them. <laughs> burbs like uh like outside of chicago you know like doggo oh okay burb b-i-r-b that's an internet there's a, there's a character named there i ran into a character named doggo in that in that uh strange realm of mine game cool so uh yeah there's a bird collecting game not really super interested in that one uh dice like the yeah it's freaking, freaking yeah. weird looking dicey dungeons I'm also not sure about that one. It's a giant, giant walking dice, dice and battle to the end of every changing dungeon. It's like a dungeon crawler with dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's what I feel about that one. It's not really. It's like some sort of Yahtzee roguelike. Mm-hmm. Uh, bounty battle that looked looked kind of sort of like a Smash Brothery type stuff with uh, indie oh, guys. Like yeah, it's got character. It says it's got. Uh... It's got the characters d- from Guacamelee. Oh, okay. Uh, Dead Cells. Owlboy. Um, Owlboy's there, game? yeah. E-I-T-R. I don't know, I don't know what that is. Um, so it, it's an in, it's an indie Smash Brothers. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, there. yeah, there's a... Uh, they're right there, it shows them. There's um, yeah, the Dead Cell guy. And uh, I don't know what E-I-T-R is. But also... But Owlboy. It's, it's basically kind of like another brawl out, I guess. Which sort of like sort we of... We only uh, needed that when we didn't have Smash. 
So yeah, and I think I feel like Guacamole was in that one too. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really. I don't really. I don't know. If it gets reviewed well, then maybe I'll check it out, but I probably won't. And this end. next game kind of looked like if you combined that Stretchers game with Frogger. So it kind of reminded me. Oh, uh, and mo- with the, moving the out. other game, what's called Overcooked. Yeah, we actually yeah, talked. We actually talked about moving out before because it was it was announced previously, and we did we did talk about it in a previous episode. But yeah, no, it looks because remember, yeah, you were like carrying boxes, like, and you like go directly through a window, and it like super like over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stretchers, stretchers meets overcooked. Uh, it's twenty five dollars. You can pre order it right now. You preload it. I think it actually has. Yeah, it's coming out on the twenty eighth of April, so it actually has a release date. And I'm still, I'm still intrigued by that one. So that one's kind of on my watch list. But the big, the big reveal of the whole thing, and the, this is out right now. There's thing, one more. The one. Yeah. There was one more. Is the sequel to Enter the Dungeon? Da da da. Exit the dungeon. <laughs> nice. Uh, or Enter the Gungeon, I mean, not the dungeon. Sorry. I actually own Enter the Gungeon, and it was a little too roguelike for me. Yeah. And I this one, I was, it maybe looked like maybe it's a little bit less roguelike, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't really get into the first one, so this one was kind of like, I thought about getting it. It seems like one of those games that people who like Binding of Isaac or something like that would like. Yeah. That's basically Which how I have that on my Wii U, but I haven't played it that much. That's totally how Enter the Gungeon is. Like it felt a lot like what I Binding of Isaac would be, where you basically, you know, you get a different gun every time, and then you go into a randomly generating like dungeon, and basically for me, you die a whole lot, and then you stop playing because mm-hmm. you kind of get bored, and <laughs> that's that's what happened to me. But this one looked like maybe it was a little bit more designed. Like it kind of looked like levels because it definitely looks from what i saw it looks a lot different from the the gungeon because the gungeon was like top down and this is all 2d so mm-hmm. i felt like if it was a little more it was more like designed like more like levels and less like roguelike dungeon things i might enjoy it but the uh this realm is you know this realm is mine this strange realm is mine was out already so i just went for that one i was like i'm gonna buy this one i don't need that other one and animal crossing and all that but yeah that was that was the indie event the first uh Firstly, first, hopefully, of two uh, video presentations that were rumored from Nintendo. Yeah, but we're, we're in another one soon. Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think of it? Uh, I know, uh, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was fine. I was interested. In, I'm interested in most of the games that are. In I there, liked so. it more the second time I watched it than the first time. I think. Agreed. The first time I watched it, I was sort of like, I don't know. I was I was really distracted, if, if I remember correctly, mm. and uh, and so I watched it again today, and I was like, yeah, a lot of this looks pretty solid, and. Once again, it's just like everything's been so day to day. Like any beautiful escapism that I can see just seems so appealing to me. Yeah, I thought the games in it looked really nice. Like I feel like they looked graphically very good. Like they could be, mm-hmm. they could be just you know, yeah, they just look like games. They don't look. Yeah, they, I like that they've kind of a lot of them have gone away from like the roguelike two D sixteen bit stuff, which I feel like I got a little bit tired of i guess from from indie stuff so it's cool that they're i can't going, say that i have like a favorite game of the bunch either i think there's a couple of really good looking mm-hmm. ones uh, i think there my, wasn't yeah. one to me that was just like i i got to have that one mm-hmm. my, my my favorite was baldo hands down i think out of all of them and i think i feel that way about uh, i am dead yeah it was my favorite the one that jumped out at me the most yeah baldo was the one that i was like oh wow that one looks good but also quantum league i thought i found really interesting and of course the good life you know this the sweary game that one as well, but yeah, that's been uh, that's been our thoughts on the Nintendo Indie World presentation. 
Um, also, I want to say one thing before we go. For anybody who wants to who wants to pretend that they have like a keyboard on their phone, uh, this is like so random, but I got it. You can get for iPhone. You can get like a Moog simulator type thing for free off the i off the App Store, and it's pretty awesome. Like a, I used to have a Moog Prodigy, which is an old keyboard that has like dials and switches and stuff like that, where you can create your own type of sound for each, you know, for the keyboard, and you'll hear a lot of like synthesizer type stuff on there. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it was made free because of the quarantine and coronavirus and all that. It's a uh, it's called Model D is what it, what it is. You can find it on the App Store, but through iPhone. And if you have an Android, there's a Korg one available also. But they're pretty cool if you want to like fuck around with uh with the um with this like here. Likewise, yeah. It's cool. It's it's totally non-Tendo, but I thought I should mention. Uh, likewise, um, Korg released the Chaosolator, which is it's more of like a touchscreen-based thing that you normally would attach to like your sound setup, but it's it's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> so it's got a bunch of beats in the background that you can do, and then you can change the key and the you can record it and a bunch of other crap. So. It's it seems pretty cool, but these are both fairly expensive apps that they're offering for free to yeah. to help people like entertain themselves. Yeah, there's another free thing you can just beatbox like just straight up beatbox. Oh, what? No, without an app. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Uh, yeah, but don't do it here on this episode. You can cause, write poetry because nobody wants to hear it. Write poetry <laughs> about your. I'm going to give you guys an assignment. Write a poem about your least favorite video game villain. For next week. <laughs> oh, like like we did. If any listeners have like, like Thardis can, and yeah, it could be a haiku. It could be just a, a little limerick. It could be whatever. But Thardis and kind of Flagra. Thing to do in this time of those are our least favorite. I also want to I want to give a shout out to uh, one of our biggest fans, uh, David Hutchinson. Sent in, sent us some more uh, credits pictures for our contest of of backlog stuff. Nice. He's been uh, he's been. Quarant- oh yeah, we need to have lots and lots of uh, backlog accomplishment over this quarantine. So yeah, I, I'm no hoping excuses. I'm hoping to finish some stuff. Actually, speaking of that, I was thinking about doing a Corin stream where I start streaming games again since I'm here for for an, I don't know for who knows how long. So you know, check out this check out this site. I'll probably try to do one tonight. Maybe I'll play like Turok or this strange realm was my is mine i want to try to play like some of the old uh some of the retro stuff that i have on my system so i'll start doing a corn stream so i've been meaning to get back to streaming again so i'll be starting that at at uh, at this the twitch.tv slash nintendo main podcast so stay tuned for that um they'll probably be later like around like one or two in the morning like how i normally do it's uh central time but yeah uh david david hutchinson he has uh sent us the credits of bad dudes versus dragon ninja nice wow. um and also, he rolled the credits on Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag FE, or Sharp FE, not hashtag. God damn it. Um, <laughs> I said the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's pretty rad. Oh, yeah, and he works for the post office. So he's wearing, he, he, sent it, he sent it with his ID badge, so we knew that it was legit. So thank you for continuing to participate in our backlog challenge. I appreciate it. And continuing to listening to the show. And speaking of quarantines and backlog catalogs i'm actually just quarantines you know as we said before a lot of us are out of work right now so if you could you know feel drop us a dollar on the community on the uh 
the Patreon page, the patreon.com slash podcast, and you can listen to all of our 14 bonus shows that are on there. And, of course, we will be adding a new bonus show for March, which I'm not sure what that is yet, but we'll tell you on here, of course, what it is. When we, get, a couple ideas. when we get to that, but yeah, you know, if you, if you feel, if you got an extra dollar and, or an extra 12 bucks per year, whatever, you know, you want to send us something, it'd be much appreciated. And I guarantee there's a lot of stuff for you to listen on there. I've categorized everything to where if you just type in EXP, you will see all of our expansion pack episodes. They're all be lined up right there for you to listen, for you to listen to them. And of course you'll get this episode, this, you'll get this a little bit ahead of time and it'll be at a higher bit rate and minus our wonderful, uh, commercial will not be on there, so you don't have to listen to ads. So yeah, if you give us a dollar, you can check all that out. But yeah, aside from that, you can uh, you know nintendomainpodcast dot com, uh, youtube dot com slash nintendomainpodcast, nintend underscore domain on Twitter, almost said Twitch on Twitter, and uh, jmaxstack on Twitter also. And uh, yeah, um, we'll see you next week. We'll be back with my wife Jess of uh, Drunk Monday. She's she'll be on here to talk about Animal Crossing. So that'll be our Animal Crossing next uh, Animal Crossing episode next week. So tune in for that, right. and we'll see you then. See ya later. So you said a, a you said a pawn. <laughs> Sorry, that was some cool effects there. You like said a pawn, it. like oh oh, he disappeared. Know. Everything everything broke. <laughs>